B, are you there? Prison. I can I can hear I can hear her smacking on that. What is that? A up and go? Hell yeah, it's an up and go. <laughs> up, what the fuck's an up and go? It's a chocolate milk in a box. Yeah, chocolate much. milk in a box. So it's like for us, what would that be like? Uh, I thought it was. It's. Um, I thought it was more like a protein kind of drink. Is it? Uh, no, it's. <laughs> no, I don't drink. I don't drink. I don't drink them, so I don't know what they are. It's just milk. Okay, fair. It's just milk. All right, B, you got the introductions today. Do it. <coughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Zog and the Bug. Uh, I hope that you guys are all doing really, really well. It is so nice to have you guys here today. We have a really wonderful and amazing special guest. We have Tank Girl. Please say hello to the podcast. <sighs> Hello, podcast. She says, hello, podcast. Uh, and she is another amazing, exceptional, and wonderful role player uh, that we have met on Wild RP. She plays a multitude of characters. Would you please very, very much introduce yourself to us and to the chat and the characters you play? We would love to hear. Hello, my name is Tank Girl. I pretty much only play uh, FMA Braithwaite. Uh, I do have a couple other characters that I occasionally go on. Uh, I have Gloria Bonanno, who's part of the Dicenzos. Right. Not about Gloria. <laughs> yeah, she's... Last time I, we saw her, she was burning down sheriff's departments and getting away with it. <laughs> mm. And um, I have Pandora, who is part of the the circus, the show, uh, the Pigman show. Um, with Clarence McLeod and Leroy and the bearded lady. That's crazy. How did you get yeah. involved in that? <laughs> I just, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Put together a whole... Th I love, I love, I want to do more uh, McLeod and Pandora and Leroy. And it's got, it's a group of my favorite, some of my favorite people. And we're being creepy and weird. I love it. I want to do more of it. For, oh yeah for, some of your favorite people and then also also my husband yeah <laughs> and then Bert's is present and we we acknowledge that he's present we have a very love-hate relationship with Bert's on this show Do you? no i could tell i could tell <laughs> it's mostly hate <laughs> i could uh, tell he, he's a he's he's a he's my he's my he's my good friend but he reminds me a lot of my brother and that just brings out angry feelings in me sometimes <laughs> well but in the most loving caring way if that he makes is sense. the oldest brother of four he's is got he? three he's got three brothers so he knows how to he has practice yeah he has practice i mean he, he's a good he knows how to argue he does <laughs> he'll like convince me of shit that is so not true yeah <laughs> yeah he's good at that Oh my god, I don't know if anybody heard that, but the, the burp that just erupted from my chest was Very actually it was terrifying. I did not I did not hear that and I wish I had. It was not okay. I I sincerely apologize if anybody heard even a whisper of it on the mic. Um no. but, but we can pretend is, like we did. Yeah, thank you. Um but yeah. it is super nice to have you here and mm -hmm. we're super duper excited. Yeah. Um yeah, uh, I guess, why don't we try, thank you, Peachy, I appreciate you. Um, why 
don't we try and just uh, start off with like a really, really simple question, just basically along the lines of uh, how did you end up in RP in the first place? You want to give mm-hmm. us a little little story time, a little rundown? Um, well, I think uh, it started because <laughs> I never really got into RP, but it started in Rust RP because I was always big into Rust. That was me and Vert's main game for a long time. And uh, me, I guess me and Vert's kind of did RP before this, before Rust in Reign of Kings a little bit but it was it wasn't i mean with him it was always very serious but i, I thought of it more as um just kind of silly and dramatic mm-hmm. but it was kind of like those are very good videos and i love going back and watching them but i think uh when i was introduced to like a rp server with like rules and you know a structure and everything like that it was rust rp and it was moon rp and we had just started watching Mr. Moon, and we were super excited. We were watching him RP on Daisy, and um, mm-hmm. we're like, "Oh, he's in our game. He's in Rust. This is our chance, you know." So we got accepted, and we re- we found Moon. We ran into him, and I don't remember what was said, but Moon said something very nasty because Verts was trying to sell me for guns, and Moon said something <laughs> like, "I don't want that." something something wench or whatever like that and i had like i knew that i didn't know what rp was and i was like mr mood this guy that i just wanted to meet just call me this nasty name i went i cried all the way back to our base oh real tears <laughs> oh. i told birds i'm like i don't think i want to play with mr moon i think i'll just watch <laughs> and then <Jesus. laughs> and then you know a week went by or so, and uh, the Candleman, uh, he was making a video like a about this man. He was killing people and making candles out of their bodies, and um, he ended up killing Vert's character, who was a private detective. And um, I went over there and confronted him about where my husband was because he was killed, and you can hear it in my voice. I sounded terrified. So that was kind of my first introduction to RP, and then it kind of just went from there. Arc RP for a long time, Conan, Atlas, all these different kinds of games. I hated Atlas, but I love Arc RP. I wish Arc RP was still around. And then, um, I think two years ago it was now, we tried Wild West RP for the first time. And that's when I made Effie. Effie is a very old character. She was on Wild West RP uh, as a bath girl. Um, the bathhouse was ran by Miss Franny, who is played by Disby, Mr. Moon's wife. And um, that's where McLeod came in. And it just, it all went from there. And then, uh, I don't know how long it's been now, seven months ago, when I started Wild RP. And I... I've, um been addicted ever since did you guys stay uh did you guys make the move directly from wild west rp to wild rp or did you have like a break in between where you were you took a break Um, from rp or you did something else or oh i was probably playing rust for a long time uh after wild west rp Hmm. uh i did a lot of rust rp 
And on the OTV server, there was a Rust OTV server. I messed around on there for a little bit, which was really fun because it's half RP, half not. You know, just kind of goofing around. Mm -hmm. Nothing too serious. Light and RP. Then, yeah. Light RP, yeah. I had an Outback Steakhouse. I killed hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of people with landmines. And then um, Mr. Moon actually told Verts about Wild our Wild RP, and uh, he said you should join it. And Verts joined it, and he made Baz. And for a long time, people were bugging me like, "Tank girl, you're gonna play Wild? Are you gonna go RP with ba Baz?" You know, and I I was very adamant that I didn't want to. I'd, as much as I love my husband, I don't like to be around him constantly in RP because I feel like. He does better when he's just on his own, and uh, we always have contrasting characters that are end up arguing and stuff like that. And I was, <laughs> people wanted me to be Baz's wife, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna let him do his thing. And then I was like, well, this looks really fun. I think I'm gonna, you know, bring Effie over. It's a character that I played before. I'm comfortable because usually I would just RP for like a week or two and then leave. And then, you know, go do something else. But uh, I don't know what it was about this time with Effie. It just stuck and I haven't stopped playing her. Yeah. That's <laughs> really cool. Usually you just play for, you said a week and then you stop? Yeah, I can only do, like, because I was doing the best stuff for a long time uh -huh. on um, Wild. And it was really fun. Like, I love the interactions that I got, the reactions that I got. Because before mm -hmm. I was doing it with a group of people. So I really had to get a little bit more confidence because I wasn't... Um, before, like, when I first started again on Wild, I wasn't as confident. I had to, like, usually I have other people to kind of bounce off of. And uh, it I struggled for a little bit, but I, I really got the Beth stuff down and people really enjoyed it and the stories and everything. And, um, I don't know, uh, it just went from there, really. I, but I can only do the baths so much. And people were coming back for, like, repeat baths. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, I can't, like, I can repeat some of these stories on uh, some people. But I can't, like, it's hard for me to make up stuff on the fly sometimes. And there was people that were coming back for multiple baths. And I was like, okay, I can't maintain this for m weeks at right. a time. So. By yourself. You, right. right especially when you have such a, a niche sort of uh you know motivation i guess or or occupation yeah. for your character it's there can was be a, very limiting at times i imagine yeah and there was a time when i had like 10 people lined up at the valentine bathhouse <laughs> all wanting baths mm -hmm. and i'm like okay this is a lot and i'm not used to um as you can kind of see now where Effie has evolved, I don't like to be in a bunch of, I don't like to be in a bunch of RP, like standing around. I like to be by myself. I like to have RP when I, I want RP. And, but in Valentine, it was RP all the time, 24 seven. And it yeah. was, it was exhausting. I completely understand that. Yeah. Especially like if you're breaking into a new community, I find that being in, large groups of people can be super daunting yeah um you know like just recently um i started a new character and i'm going through the phase 
of new character weirdness where yeah. it's like you kind of walk in and there's like all these people in roads for example like all standing around in a circle chatting and you <laughs> don't want to intrude and but and you and you don't want to like you know inject yourself into rp where you don't necessarily feel like it's so hard to have like this sort of like organic ebb and flow initially with like where your rp character sits and interacting with just the people who you know make the places feel alive it's very very strange and um, then it's, it's oh, go on i was gonna say when i made gloria because gloria is a gta character i forgot i did gta rp for a little bit oh nice and um gloria is just she's wild <laughs> and but when i first put her into wild west R or wild rp um i was nervous because i Effie kept coming out in the accent because I've been Effie for so long and it was hard. I was trying to get the accent and I, I really needed the, the Chenzos to come over to me and like just be with me so I could I could pick it up. I couldn't do the accent right now if you'd asked me to. I can't do it unless I'm with them and then I get you know in that hey. mind yeah. <laughs> I get in that mind frame and then I was being really awkward and lonely on the outside of town. And then I decided that I wanted her to have some cigarettes. So I, I was in Valentine. And I walked all the way to the general store. And then I see Oglethorpe. I'm like, don't you do it, Trench. Don't you be a nice citizen and come over and ask if I need help. And then I see him turn around and walk towards me. I'm like, you best. <laughs> and I just stared at him for like two minutes because I didn't know. I, I froze because I didn't know what to say or how to say it. I didn't know my accent. I didn't know who, know who I was at that point. <laughs> it's very true. The amount of times that I've talked to people where they're like, I have, <clears throat> oh my God, where they're like, uh, I have like accent fear when they're first starting off mm -hmm. with their characters and they're doing an accent for the first time. And mm -hmm. it's like, they don't like, they want to interact with people, but they don't want to talk. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you don't want to do your accent in case it's absolutely shockingly bad. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I know from personal experience, like, I had to try and do a French accent. I've never done a French accent before Ooh, in my la. life. Um, yeah. And literally, Torch. I, yeah. Uh, Can we get a bit of it? Was, Let me get a taste. Uh, I get did a, a taste bit of, of that branch bread. Come on. I did it. I did a bit of it on the stream. That's what I love to do. Stream. What? French? What? Wait, what would you love French. French. French? Give me some French. Give me some um, French. Oh my God. You're putting me on the Jesus fucking French. spot. What is wrong with you? You okay. don't have to do it if you don't want Fine. to. <laughs> Listen to this man. All right. Okay. How about do some Irish? Yeah. Oh, it's so lucky. Do it. Oh, I can't be lucky charms. Down, way I, down, fight. I can't. That's as good as I can get. Now you I go. Hope, I hope to God that there is no Irish on your wall in here. Behind you? Oh, yeah. Hold on. I feel it's like my... she moves every time she's on the podcast. Oh, she's I changed actually have le legitimately moved my, my whole room around and rechanged it. But yes, um, I went to a party. A dress up party a very long time ago there's a <laughs> story behind this no no um you had to come as things beginning with a and they didn't want repeat costumes and i didn't read that memo until very late and so i was like i can't think of anything beginning with a that hasn't already been taken uh -huh. so 
then I very stupidly was like, I'm just going to be an art curator. So I wore a beret and I carried around a small manila envelope filled with cursed artworks that I drew. And this was one of them. Ah, it's, it's a memory. It's my, it's my cursed dick butt that I drew. <laughs> cursed and dick so, butt. yeah. And I was, Talk about I was it in French proud now. of it. Uh, yes, this is my uh, cursed uh, dick butt. It's uh, very, very beautiful. It's pretty good. That's yeah. way better than my Irish. Uh, yeah, but it took me a really long freaking time to get there. And basically all it was was me just hanging around fucking <laughs> Chell and Greg yeah. and a bunch of other people on their French characters. And I was like, it, it took me so long. Peachy uh, does a good French character. Peachy. Anything's better Peach than your Irish, hun. Thanks, Peachy. Pe Peachy. <laughs> Peachy played a character called Fifi, and it was Effie's first friend, and if it, and if and it was Effie's first loss. She watched Whoa. as Biggs blasted her in the chest with a shotgun, and right in front of her. It was traumatic. Jam jar. It was awful. Yeah, jam jar. How dare he? He killed Fifi. Murderer. Violent? <laughs> it was very violent. I don't even... Oh, it was because she was talking back to him. And she, he just blasted her. It was no. awful. Didn't Biggs yeah. used to be Law? Yeah. Not on Wild West RPG. It was not. Oh, okay. This was... Oh, it's this the was same character for... Ago. I don't... As a long time ago. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Nice. Gotcha. Uh, he might have been law at some point. I don't know, like, his whole, like, story or whatever, but I know at one point he was very scary and he was very much uh, bad. On fair, my he turned to the law. Oh, okay. Um, that makes more sense. From what I understood, of, which is very little these days, um, I, uh, I only knew that he was ex-law, and that was that was it. I didn't know if that was something yeah, that he did. legitimately did. I didn't know. I don't know much of his backstory. I just know that he was he was evil in Effie's eyes. I <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. very scary. I desperately adore Effie. I think that she's such a a fantastic. Can you say her name one more time. Effie. Why are you calling her Effie? Wait, are we gonna do this the whole time? No, are you, it, I'm sorry. I'm gonna chastise you. Are we gonna make fun of that's her it. accent I'm the done. whole time? That's the only one. I think you have a lovely accent, and I can I understand too, everything but... that you're saying. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Listen, she she interrupted <laughs> a very serious scene of mine last night. Yeah. <laughs> with her sub alert, which was what was it again, B? I had I had text to speech on, and what was it? Shut up, McGregor. You turn these off. <laughs> so no, anyway, I'm going to she... right now, though. <laughs> oh, I shit. said so anyway. Shit. She had these massive titties. That's Fast what I said. Titties. Yeah. I said so anyway. She so had it was these a massive robot lady that was Shut like, up, McGregor. Oh God, stop, everyone. <laughs> so it was a robot lady that was like. <laughs> <laughs> a robot so lady, she, go ahead. And so she had these massive titties in the middle of a <laughs> super serious scene. Oh. To be fair, I didn't know. 
that it was a super serious scene. I'll be a hundred percent honest. I came in. I came in, and it was because I rode past and you said, earlier yeah, and you said on that. Georgie, and I said, anyway, she had massive titties, and so uh, me mm-hmm. and Trenchmouth, being the gremlins that we are, mm-hmm. capital were like, G's. Yeah, uh, we're like, if, okay, every time we ride past them, we have to say something ridiculous, mm-hmm. and <laughs> he was like, okay, so you know, because we were riding back and forward. Anyway, completely irrelevant, but I ended up saying that and then I jumped in your chat because I thought it was funny and I said it again and I didn't realize that it was a super serious And then you moment. did and you were like, I'm leaving, bye. <laughs> I've done it before. I, I've come into mm. his chat and I d- immediately pushed the stop. Shut up, McGregor. Uh, yeah. and, she loves and, that. <laughs> I just pushed it. Thing. And it. That is very, very, very true. One so... thing I will absolutely say what my favorite thing about Effie is the fact that Effie doesn't take no bullshit from anybody ever. And it is the most, I, <laughs> is the most like forthright, forthcoming, like, no, I don't like that. Like, <laughs> no holds barred, will tell you how she fucking feels immediately character. Well, I'm glad and you like that. I love it so much it is so refreshing because you know exactly where the fuck you stand with effie well <laughs> i'm i'm glad you i'm glad you like it because effie is just me uh times 10 <laughs> mm. i say I all the it. things i say all the things on effie that i would maybe if i was talking to somebody in real life uh, maybe i would not say that or maybe i would it depends on the day i mean to an extent. I mean, Effie's said some awful things. She can be mean sometimes. Uh, and that's You know, fine. but that is fine. And I think the thing is, is it's like... I, I don't know. I From a lot of the RP that I have, there is so it's so refreshing to have a character like that. Because a lot of the time, you know, people, like, everything's a lot of... Like, a lot of people's motives are shrouded in mystery a lot of the time yeah whereas with effie who is like yeah i'm gonna do this thing and i'm gonna do it and that that's that it's just so fucking it's like okay like you know that she's gonna follow through with whatever the fuck she says which well i love i'm trying to um right now i'm trying to do a a transition with effie uh at the moment how i'm trying to amplify that uh stuff that you know i'm trying to take effie and i'm trying to turn her slowly i'm i'm losing she's losing her mind and i'm trying to slowly transition to her to to braithwaite like i'm going from effie my goal is to get to emmett braithwaite type mindset that's where i'm going (laughs) i'm using all this grief and sadness and hurt and all this pain and i'm just in her mind, I'm just <sighs> rearranging it, and it's going to just be anger. That's I don't what it's like going to be. It. Well, that's you know, I I really feel like, and a lot of people might not agree, but <laughs> I really feel like Braith Emmett was a great character. I loved oh, Braithwaite. Yeah, as a, as a character, I loved that, and yes. I feel like the server needs one person like that at least and i'm trying to do that i i don't i can't do smoky justice i cannot 
but I'm gonna I'm going to try to slowly get there. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that you know, it's not about emulating the exact same thing. You know, yeah, you'll, it'll always be yeah. a different thing. Mm -hmm. Great to be inspired by something, but not necessarily to copy. And what's even greater is the fact that Emmett was an an entirely different kettle of fish. He was in a, a yeah, like a very eccentric, mm -hmm. um, very uh, nuanced character that is very difficult to re emulate. But the thing is, is if you head in that direction with Effie, that is super fucking cool because um, it'll be really interesting to see how you will implement like parts of that kind of personality and make it your own which mm -hmm. i think is super fucking commendable as well like i think that's rad I'm practicing on lucille oh yeah that how, how so i'm practicing all the gaslighting all the You're, condescending yes. all the all the all, i'm practicing it all on lucille oh I, I just... hey dinah yeah. Hi. Diane I guess Vines later. in chat who plays Lucille. Hello. Hello. I, um, but I'm also, you know, I, I, I've reined it back a little bit on her because I could tell that it was, it was really, Lucille was just rolling over and taking it for a while. And I told her, I'm like, you need to stop and you need to s tell me to stop. If you don't like what I'm saying, tell me you don't like it. And mm -hmm. she does. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. tells me I'm going too far. Well, that's the thing, right? Is it's like, it's so interesting with power dynamics, um, with like certain characters and stuff, where you can definitely run into characters which are like super moldable, because um, people have like designed them to kind of mm -hmm. be that way. Mm -hmm. and, that's what Effie was. Yeah. And then, you know, people pick them up and then mold them into something else. And then they are like, oh, okay. And it's all about like literally by the end of it, everybody is like just completely like in insane new characters yeah. by the time that they meet new ones. Like I, <laughs> I love the idea and the concept of people who are molded by the people around them who then end up in places of power and then start molding people to be exactly like them as well and just like slowly collecting like pieces and people and um you know making them into like not an army but a, a group of people who are like hell-bent on backing each other up or following in somebody's footsteps like that kind of stuff i think is going to be super cool and if effie ends up in a place like that where she ends up being somebody who molds like a lot of people or taking in a lot of people who are very easily molded that would be super fucking cool because she's also one of those people where because she is so forthright and you know tells you how she feels about things people will be like she'll always be honest she will never let us out because she does this xyz like she effie could be somebody who will have like a fuckload of power if she steps in that direction like super fucking cool so i just me gushing ignore me but i just i think that's really fucking cool and i'm trying to do that kind of slowly hmm. um because right now i have lucille lucille is like effie's best friend she won't she won't say that outright but um she is she's she's been there <sighs> pretty obvious like, yeah, I mean, but I, I'm like, 
I don't know. Effie cares very deeply for the people that she, that are around her, but very there's very few of those people. McGregor's one of them, and he's on this the side of the law, and he broke my heart today. Yeah. <sighs> he made me cry. And then I've got Mills, Alice, and then uh, Lucille, Pip, and I would say Clyde Davis. Those are the people that she holds dearest to her heart. <laughs> but Just a bunch of criminals and McGregor. Yeah. And McGregor. Fuck. So it's 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 good though, but it's uh, got some conflict within her because, like she said today, I saw Pip before. I knew he was gonna go for you, McGregor. I knew. He said, "Is that your housemate down there?" And I just walked away. I said, "Don't tell me what. Don't tell me." And I just Effie just walked away from it. But then she went home, and she's like. He's going to kidnap him. He's going to maybe hurt him. He might kill him, you know, and I'm, I, you didn't see this. It was off stream completely. I don't know if, if Dinah was streaming, but I was crying. I was in the house. I was crying. And she's like, what's, she's like, I don't understand what's happening. And I told her, like, I think Pip's going to hurt McGregor or kill him. Possibly. I don't know what to do. I didn't even stop him. And um, she was sent a telegram. Lucille was one of the first people on the scene. Yeah, because we were out looking for you. I think she followed you. the deputies over there. Well, we sent the telegram to, and we went to look for McGregor. I have no concept of what we're talking about. So, oh, McGregor, well, yeah, I've gotten <laughs> off track. I can I can explain that really quickly. Um, so McGregor got kidnapped by Pip. Um, well, abducted, I should say. Um, by Pip um, and... Pip did it because the law decided not to. Well, I don't know if I should say this. This might be meta for Hank Girl. No, he did it because uh, he, the law wouldn't send everybody to Siska right. because so they wanted to go. They wanted to go to Siska to protect Kaniklo from another gang, and the law was like, "No, we're not. We're not going to send you to Siska when you ask for it." So they said no. The outlaws who weren't captured found out about it. And they were like, fine, we're going to get you then. And Pip abducted McGregor. And then um, he abducted McGregor and fucked him up. Um, and uh, I guess I guess uh, Effie May saw, like, could have stopped it. Decided yeah, I could have stopped it, but I, I didn't. And, and um, yeah, it affected her badly and then today uh mcgregor effie and lucy were on this little adventure and i just said because um effie had just done something bad previous day well two previous days Tur turned herself I, in for something bad the night before am i allowed to meta and do what, what do i do yeah here? absolutely well, i already okay. know about it because i was there yeah okay well okay so lucille and um Effie went on a mission in the desert to kill Peter Gray, and they found him, and they tried to kill him. And um, we turned ourselves in the next day. And then today, we were on this little adventure with McGregor, who was on morphine. And morphine there was a point, yeah, there was a point where Effie was like, "Are you mad at me for what I did to Peter Gray?" And he stopped the car and he said, "I forgot you did that. I can't be hanging around with you." I'll get in trouble. And it fucking broke my heart. 
IRL and in character. I'm like, I'm going to go. And I really made Lucille sad. take her home. I played really, really sad music. And I, <laughs> did I did. I played really, really sad music. And then I, and I rode him all the way out to what he was going to do anyways. And then on the way back, I was found by people. Cause they were, cause you probably went back and McGregor's friends were like, Hey, we got a telegram from McGregor saying he's, he was with you and he's high on morph. What's going on? I, I just love, I just love the fact that she was like, I was so desperately sad. I cried and you're like, like, I, I played, played really, really sad, sad music. music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I've just found one thing I found <laughs> out about myself in this RP is that I am just able to cry like that. I am ready to cry. You want to talk about, um, emotions. I had oh, no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. Well, like was... I, I, I guess. It was good. Have you been, have you been labeled an emotional terrorist yet for crying? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes, she is. <laughs> yeah. But then we had a we, then we had a really good scene because like Sparks on the way back was like you should probably talk to Effie, and he was like oh yeah no I didn't mean to see that blah 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 and uh, we got back and um, we we were on our way to send a telegram to her. And she was standing oh. there in the telegram. I was sending office. a I was sending a telegram to you saying, "Get out of my get manor. out of my manner." And then we had that we had a short scene where we did not get through to Effie, and she was like, "Get out." And then, and then you went to go find your horse, and Sparks was like, "Go help her find her horse." I was like, "Oh, that's a good idea." And then we had another great scene where yeah. McGregor. Uh, I think, I think, um, I think that was a good scene. I think he got through to her. I hope. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, I think McGregor did, but I, it's like, Effie's so conflicted all the yeah. time. Like, she's just a tormented, oh, it's awful. Well, it's hard for me yeah. to play her sometimes, especially uh, after Braithwaite's death. It was very hard for me to play Effie. Are you one of, I mean, I'm speaking purely, but are you one of those people who, um, you You're know, speaking when, purely like, here, by the way, speaking purely, <laughs> um, I, <laughs> are you one of those people where if like something very intense or emotional is happening, like in character, uh, to your character that you need to take like a couple of days off for a break because i am very much one of those people i um i have emotional scenes like when uh i don't know i had an emotional scene with mcgregor when he told me that braithwaite died and then we buried him and then i went and shot bass uh as soon as i got back to our i don't did i i didn't go to sisica for that as soon as i got back to the manor i logged out and then every day after that, I, I felt like uh, everybody one by one was coming to Effie and we were all having an emotional like talk. Like Baz came and had an emotional talk. And then I think I had one with several other people. And as soon as that is done and they're gone, I log off because I just need a break. Because that was a lot for me. Yeah. <laughs> that whole... Um, there was a point... There was a point from Banks's death, because right around Banks's death, I don't know if you 
all know this, but Effie had a sort of friendship relationship with Banks. Yeah. And um, around Banks' death, I had experienced IRL loss, and it was particularly uh, hard for me at that time because I'm in Australia, and I've, you know, lost three people in the past two years. And that particular loss right around Banks' death hit me really hard and I couldn't go to America to be at the funeral. So I was already like internally dealing with that and using RP as a way to like escape, you know, into, you know, Effie's mind. And then Banks died. It happened so quickly. Banks died and then we had his funeral and I just fucking lost it on several people's streams. <laughs> and I was crying like real tears at this funeral that I was supposed to be like in IRL and but I was in like RP having a funeral and it would it I was that messed me up for like a week. Hmm. It was hard. That was that then and then did people just started dying. They wouldn't stop. <laughs> yeah. It was I'm, awful. Yeah, I'm very, very sorry for your uh loss as well. That's awful. I'm very sorry about that. It's alright. It's um it's a weird thing to say because um, uh, Smokey didn't know it at the time because I didn't. I'm not gonna say, "Hey, like, I just had this loss and we're hanging out in this RP game as you know, fake husband and wife, and you're really helping me out." <laughs> like, it, I felt weird saying that, but he did. Mm -hmm. He didn't know he was helping me, but he helped me. We became really good friends through our RP and like RP crying about. Uh, like a RP character that my character was close to crying about that in game helped me like in real life. It was kind of cathartic if anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that might seem weird, but it no. helped me in a way. Not weird. No. At all. <laughs> We've had a few people now say that uh, crying for them and RP has been something that's been really, really helpful for them. Um, mm -hmm. Makes RP complete can sense. Be healing for sure. Yeah, it, def it definitely did. Um, it helped me a lot, and especially the people that were around me that were helping me, even though they didn't know it. Um, I don't know. I'd, it's been a roller coaster, but now I cry at the drop of a hat. It's awful. It's uh no, that's magical. I shit. I mean, I I know. Uh, speaking from personal experience, um that for a really long time in my life i really struggled to cry i couldn't do it i was a very emotional person but i couldn't cry and it was very strange and i felt like there was something wrong with me um and then i got into rp and i don't remember exactly what happened but i think uh, my you saw character how good looking mcgregor was and you were just brought to tears by that chin <sighs> She is having a moment, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Shut up, McGregor. Listen, oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I can do it without spending points. Yeah, see? Unfair. I'm charging you a thousand points for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I remember I, I cried and I was like, oh shit, like that was so cathartic because I just didn't think that I had the ability to. And then when I did, I was like, oh my god, this is actually really fucking nice of course though like 
you know, it. I don't necessarily think and this is. I'm putting a PSA out here, right? Okay. Don't use RP entirely as a sort of therapy. <laughs> no, not entirely. Don't do that. No, you uh, all. Okay, like uh, nobody's a professional here with that kind of stuff. I think that. I think what you're saying is don't escape entirely from your life into a video game, whether it's RP or not, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think that, like, like Hank said, like, you can, you can use it to uh, maybe feel some things, and it might feel a little safer because you can disconnect from those feelings by saying, oh, yeah, this is fake, and this isn't me. So if if you kind of if you kind of get in a little bit too far you have that safety net where you can just be like nope button shutting that off um and just remove yourself from it which i think that can be useful and then there's also the protecting yourself uh aspect of it where you can hide from emotions that's the one that can get dangerous where if all you're doing is hiding in my opinion if you never faced what's going on after a while that can become a problem but i'm not a therapist <laughs> yeah all things you know like somebody said in chat in moderation yeah. that's why i shut it off because i i get too <clears throat> invested or too um sad i'm like i don't want to you know and for a long time it was it was awful that whole thing with braithwaite dying was awful i don't ever want to have an rp relationship ever again ah. <laughs> well think of all the good times you had though you never want that again well no it's it is i told verts unless it's with you or smoky i don't want to have a because i was so comfortable i'm comfortable with obviously my irl husband but smoky made it very because i always thought like RP relationships, that seems uncomfortable. It seems awkward. You it's cringy. Talk. You have to talk OOC. Oh, yeah. You need to know we never talked. Other. We never talked to OOC until he... Um, um, just before he permed. Seriously? Yeah, we just kind of... Um, because I was like, uh, I I don't know. He's kind of... We're, we're kind of the same. We're like um, very reserved, shy. You know, we keep to ourselves... That's why we got together. We got along so well because we just bounced off each other so well. We had good rapport and I knew exactly what he was going for when he was going for like domestic fights. I'm like, okay, I can do a domestic fight. I'll give it right back. And then at the end of the fight, you know, you make up and we really got along really well. And But we never talked OOC until I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to invite him to play a game that's not you know, mm -hmm. and get to know each other a little bit better. Because I'm really enjoying the friendship that we're making in character. I think we'd get along out of character as well. And we did. Yeah, I, I think he, you should... Then he decided to perma. Right. <laughs> God damn it. I think you should mes message people OOC. I think there's nothing wrong with that. It does not break the immersion. It is, And I think it's very, very important when you're when you're role playing with somebody very close because there are things that might need to be said there are boundaries that might need to be set there are i mean i i strongly believe that 
you guys were yeah. able to do it without that, and that's pretty impressive. But I, I mean, yeah, but I mean, my first ever RP relationship was definitely not bad. It was very awkward, mm -hmm. and I it definitely felt I didn't realize. You awkward. I'm sorry. You notice how his voice gets really high when he says when he does that? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> I um I remember I didn't know because I was still really new to RP. I didn't know that you could say no to things. You know, I didn't really realize that you could be like, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. Um and I remember there were multiple occasions where I was like, this feels strange. This feels wrong. I don't like this. And it got to a point where I considered killing my character. <laughs> oh, gosh. Because this I did it. gotten very real. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And I didn't realize at the time that I could say no. And I was too embarrassed as well to like reach out and be like, hey, these are my parameters. I'm not comfortable with this or X, yeah. Y, Z. I was too embarrassed and too shy and too nervous. And that's totally so, okay to do, right? You're giving a nice yeah. PSA to everybody who might yes, feel that do way. it. Say something if you're Say something. Yes. And I always do. I always... Yeah. You can um, say it in character. You can just be like, uh, I'm uncomfortable with this. <laughs> yeah. And Well, I said... There was... Well... There was one time, it was pretty silly, but there was a one time more peachy coaster and uh, eat that she cereal. Tried to, all the time. She tried to rob Effie. She came up to me on their silly characters. They're siller, you know, the silly ones that. Yeah. And they came up to me on, she was on the back of a horse with a mask on and I see them approaching. Like I went out of my way to swerve because we were on the train tracks. So I swerved to avoid running into them but they swerve towards me and i see her with a mask and she jumps off the horse and she's like hey lady can they help me with something and i'm like no and i just left <laughs> but there was an there was that was just a silly example but there have been um examples where i felt uncomfortable i i don't people don't make me feel uncomfortable very often but there has been mm -hmm. a couple Same. especially when i was doing the bath thing Mm -hmm. uh i oh yeah i can definitely envision uh, yeah i um yeah. i faked getting arrested twice to get out of giving one particular person a bath that i didn't like at all i just i can tell as soon as somebody talks uh to effie or you know in their rp it's not it's not a slight on their rp at all i think that um but they were gonna i knew that they were gonna push me too far past my boundaries mm -hmm. and so i just said no and there was a couple i i hate it when people greet effie with well even me i do this in my chat as well when people greet you they come into your chat and they say hello beautiful how you doing sweetheart i'm like that's not my name yeah. well why don't you give me a chance to get to know your name i'm like you've already fucked it up I don't want to get to know you. That's great content, though. You should just destroy I did. I do. Effie would. I've watched on multiple occasions. I have watched Effie just absolutely no, tear people I'm new assholes. I'm talking about in her chat. I, I do do that in my chat. 
I let girl. them. I want you to eviscerate them. I do. I do. Twitch.tv slash tank girl. I, I, I do. Thank you. There's, uh, I let them go. I, I can tell. Yeah, my mods know. Give them a little space. <laughs> I give, I, my mods know if it's to a point. Like, right. obviously, if their first line is something bad, they're automatically gone. But if they're going to, I can tell when they're going to say something stupid. So I give them a chance yeah. to say it. And then once they do, I'm like, okay. Number one, yeah. no. Give them the knife. Number, number two, Herbally. you're banned here. You're banned here. You're banned in Vert's chat. You're banned in Mr. Moon's chat. You, if, you're just banned I, I love everywhere. I you did that in my, in my chat. Uh, you're, Someone came you're fucking in. gone. I arrested Moon for because he, he left the server and then we solved the crime while he was gone. And he came back and we arrested him for it. And some some nerd from his chat came in and was like, like you're gonna come in here and promote tommy just because you want some viewers yeah he's he said he said why are you even arresting him you're just ending his story oh i get a hundred views and, and i look over there like, and i'm just like nope he's he's banned in moon's chat he's banned in first <laughs> chat banned in my chat ban him here it was beautiful <laughs> i fucking loved it i don't like i don't like it you're gonna pull some yeah, bullshit. I don't. Put, I don't put up with it. That was shitty. For I support those that decision. <laughs> I've tried. I've tried to get a Discord made so I can just put in there all the names of the people that are just shitty, and just ban them everywhere. There's a mod Discord for Wild. I think. Is there? And I think they talk about stuff like that. I can. I would like to be a part of that. Yeah, I can. I can reach out to a mod in someone's chat and see. Um, but anyway, the blacklist. The blacklist. Wild RP black. Unofficial. What, um, what else do we talk? Can we talk well, about? Well, it's almost time for the question. Um, do you want to ask the question? I'm going to quickly go to the bathroom. Yeah, you do that. You should. I'm going to go pee. Okay. It's going to be really hey. fun. I'm going to have a really good time. And I'm glad that everybody knows that I'm about to go pee. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I don't know why you think I chose her as a you think that's You think that's weird? My mods take count every time I go pee in my chat. They, it's really? up to like It's up to like 200, and every time they add it again, everybody thinks that that's how many times I've gone in that, that stream. <laughs> like, you should see a doctor. Yeah, they're upset. Um. Okay, so... The question, we've changed it since... Okay. Bert came on the show. Um, it used to be, what character would you bang? But we found that people find that question uncomfortable for some reason. It is a why. little uncomfortable. So uh, <laughs> now it is, what is your biggest role play pet peeve? Hmm, that's a difficult question. Because you said last time it was the thinking about food thing, right? I yeah, I said um, yeah, I said I my least favorite is when people are like, I'm thinking about tacos in my head because they're eating tacos for dinner. Like that is information I don't need to know. You could just say that you're going to take a pee, or you don't even have to say anything. You could just come back ten minutes later and be like, oh, sorry, I spaced out there for a minute. Yeah. Um, gosh, that's hard. 
Oh, I, you know what it is? I, I just realized just now. When people come up to me and they say, I've killed 37 people. I'm an outlaw from back home. I'm oh, severely yeah. wanted. They... I'm like, what the, are you? Why are you telling me this? You don't know who I am. <laughs> Why the are you telling me? When you yes, first the overshare. Someone. Yeah. Like, tell, tell me, like, uh, sure, if you want your character to be this badass outlaw who's killed right. 127 people, right. uh, fine. But don't tell me that the first time I meet you, because then I just don't take you seriously. I'll right. just make fun of you for it. And yeah. I feel bad. I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't killed feel 20, bad. Uh, That's how you 120, react. 127 people, and you're just going to tell a stranger that you that you did that? I just, Gloria almost came out just then. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like, it's, I don't know. I, th I hate that kind of thing. Because I think, I think people, um, want to make a cool character a cool badass character but they want to do it all at once but the best part is yeah. making that the story right instead yes. of just being it every badass on the server has humble beginnings yeah and the um that's why it's interesting um because they have a past that's interwoven with other characters stories and and stuff like that but and they actually have talked about that whole thing of being like ah yeah where i'm from um i've killed blah 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 they've talked about that and they've said like you probably you shouldn't be doing that because it's it puts law in a very awkward position like should we just ignore that you're like a mass murderer from <laughs> right you've just killed you, you just admitted people? that you killed 50 people from <laughs> New York and we're just supposed to not send you to New York in chains? Right. Like, and it does put everybody that you come across as it's just an awkward right. encounter. And then on top of that, I also agree with people meeting you for the first time and telling you their life story. There's some characters who can get away with that. And those are joke, like weird, goofy characters that are like, Hello, my name's Otis. My mama abandoned <laughs> me. Like, that's... Yeah. That's okay. But when someone comes up to you and is like, Hello, person I just met. My wife died last year in a terrible accident, and I blame myself. Like, it's just... I lost my whole family yeah. to a house fire, right. and now I'm here, and I'm looking for work. It's just Do so you weird. know where I should go? No one would say that. No one would say that. They'd just no. be like, I left my old life behind and I'm trying to start fresh, you know? And then later down the line, you get to know them and then you get a little piece here and a piece there. That's life. So, and roleplay is emulating that. So, flow character well, reveals so much better. Exactly. It is. It really is. And that's, I haven't had any expectations with Epi. Um, as far as, like, I have ideas and things here and there of what she could do. Um, there was a point in time where she could have ran away uh, at the altar at her wedding with Banks, but then he fucking died. That was a consideration mm, yeah, that I had. Mm. Uh, there was, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but um, I had. Well, that let's give first that backstory. Bath. Can we give that backstory a little bit? So, 
people who maybe don't know can understand. Because that was like a big deal. Like Emmett Braithwaite, which is the person you were gonna marry. Right. I wasn't gonna I, Yeah, he did. And, and um, Banks is, was a sheriff and he's like, Hey, I can help he you. He said he said you need because Emmett uh confessed to Nelson's murder. He told mm -hmm. Joe Jackson about it. He did. But he didn't tell Effie that right. he did that. Mm -hmm. um, that was the only secret that he ever kept from Effie. That was the only one. Nelson. Because he thought Effie would run away from him. Uh, and Banks took her into the woods. <laughs> and he sat her down. And he's like, just like, grabbing her by the shoulders, like, theoretically. And saying, your husband killed somebody. He killed his ex-wife. He's lying to you. He confessed to it. And I just said, no, you're you're just, you know, trying. You're miserable. You're trying to make me miserable. And mm -hmm. we had this whole big scene. And he said, I'm going to be at your wedding. I'm going to be at the altar at the end of the aisle. And if you change your mind, uh, I'm going to be there. And I, I don't, I'm so glad it didn't work out that way. But there was a moment because I always sit and think about what I'm going to do. Like when I'm presented with these little things. Right. And I thought about what if I just, what if I did do that? Because that would provide a lot of story for Smokey and, you know, everyone. but I, for everyone. But then I was like, well, then of course Banks died. But I'm, I think ultimately um, I decided that no, I think it's better that Effie is the only one that actually listens to what Braithwaite has to say. She sits down and she really listens mm -hmm. and pass like through the madness and through everything. She sifts through it. And at the end of the day, she gets what he's saying. He, he, she was the only one that did. She would sit down and really listen to him and not mm -hmm. judge him. And so I'm really glad it worked out the way it did. But there was a point in time where I did consider that uh, possibility and that outcome. But... I think the craziest thing is after the first bath I gave Braithwaite, uh, Smokey messaged Verts and said, Hey, can I kill your wife <laughs> in character? And I told him, I'm like, yeah, tell him, tell him to fucking make it cool. And Smokey was going to kill Effie. He was going to like dismember her or whatever. He was going to make it brutal. He was going to put her in a bathtub and leave her body there for the law to find and I gave him permission to do that so uh, our first interaction on uh, up until the wedding I was mm. every day we role played together for hours I expected to die at some point like I know that I gave him permission to perma Effie like I'm, I was waiting for it the entire time but it, after the wedding I realized okay I don't think he's gonna kill Effie I think this is going somewhere else and um, it just turned out to be a really cool story. Yeah. And the so first funny. time, the first time he took Effie on a boat ride, my chat was just fucking losing it. Yeah, because they were like, "He's gonna fucking do it. She's gonna, gonna die. Do this is." And I, I was just I laughing the McGregor entire time. I was like, "Don't throw some." Uh, and and Effie was always like, "No, it's fine. You don't know what." It, about. And it was, and I, my only regret is not streaming those private moments because uh -huh. Effie and Emma had a beautiful relationship. It was beautiful. We went I on dates all the time. 
Yeah, we went on dates all the time. We had such lovely conversations. And then, you know, we were both... One thing that's important to me is being able to have silence in RP. Because yeah. a lot of people see me at the manor and they think this chick is bonkers. She's just sitting there. She's not doing anything. But it's important. It's important for me. And it was important for Smokey to be able to sit there and just get into the character's mindset and think about things that you're going to say or that you're going to do and just get into that mood. Um, it was So sitting there, I know you guys think that I just sit there and I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I am. I sit there and I think about <laughs> things that I'm going to say in scenarios, different scenarios. And I also clean my house while I'm... I know that you guys the think that like I that. just sit there and I'm a weirdo. I am and a I weirdo. Am. <laughs> but I, it's, it was very important to me and to because silence is important. And it a is. lot of people, you can tell that they're not comfortable in silence. And Lucille, uh, when I first, when she first started coming around, I could feel that she doesn't, I don't know if she realizes it, Dinah, but I can feel that um, antsiness off of you. I'm talking directly to you. When we first started this, I could feel the antsiness and the need to talk and feel the silence. And you you don't need to do that. I, I think it's very important to be very comfortable in each other's company. And that's, uh, it's very important to me because I like to sit and think or or I'm just cleaning my house. I'm not even there. It depends. It really depends. Dinah in chat is saying, I know, I have learned. <laughs> well, it's good. It's very, because you have to be comfortable. And that's why I was so comfortable with Braithwaite, because me and Smokey both were comfortable in silence. Yeah, because you were doing the dishes and he was doing his laundry. He probably was. He probably was. No, he was... Uh, uh, he was saying he was always thinking of different ideas and different things that he's gonna say. I don't know exactly his methods, but I know that um that he would ask like advice from Effie and sometimes it felt like he was he was asking Effie, but I felt like he was asking me advice, you know what I mean? And yeah. sure. I don't know, it was it was fun. And it destroyed me when he killed me when he killed him. It was my buddy. It was good though, and I think that it was good. It the whole that whole story was great. Yeah, it was all of that was very well done. But it at was some the right points, time. it was. And but at some points, like I still, I get really sad. I'll go to different places. I went to a place um, that we used to sit with Lucille, and just I'm like, I want to go. I'm sad now. I've just ruined my mood. Can we dig him up, please, and just shock him back to life? But most of the time, I'm fine. Zombie it's Emmett very, incoming. A, a zombie Emmett. <laughs> That's Hi, all. B. I, Hi, B. That was a long pee. I don't I mean to distracted. comment. And you? No, you didn't change your clothes. You changed your hair. Uh, yeah. Something. No, I got. I got very distracted. There's a, the, there's a helicopter flying around on the street I uh, went outside and I was like what the fuck's going on some kind of drug bust happening down the end of my street so that's okay. really 
Yeah, so it was really interesting. So there's like a whole bunch of police cars and police dogs and a, a police helicopter. Well, that's interesting. So I was got I, I got very distracted. That's okay. The answer to my question is the answer to the question was I don't like it Pe when people come into the RP and automatically say, "Hey, I know we just met, but I'm a badass and I've killed 200 people back home." And I'm on uh, the run. badass. Yeah, from the law. Mm -hmm. I'm on the run. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm over this. If, I'm over this. this. I come back. I'm over this. I come in a chat immediately being attacked. Oh. Immediately we're, we're being just attacked. A typical New Zealand. Uh, husband, can you please come into my office? I'd uh -oh. like to speak to you. Oh shit! I'm, I'm excited for that. Can we also, Hanny, listen. How did they not arrest you then, B? I listen. Okay, I'm hmm? just very good at getting away with my crimes. She just there he she is. Distracted I can sense him. I can sense him behind me. Will you stop picking on B? I'm trying to have a podcast. It was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that was a squeal. I, know, I can hear my headset. My God. Listen, why does he have to pick on me all the time? I don't know. Why You're do you pick on her? Easy target. I don't know. She's, she's yelling up. I tell you, I want it. It's not that. It's not like rocket science. She knows why. All right, go this on your. Get on your millennia. Go on your kangaroo and That's go into the other room. Uh, <laughs> millennium long struggle. I, I'm just here to be ruthlessly bullied by many, many people. I believe. I would never. I will never bully you. Thank you. Thank I you, Tango. I, I appreciate you. On. You. You literally at, at any given opportunity. Yes. But how dare you even sit here and try to deny it? How so, dare you? So I don't know how this works. Uh huh. What? Uh, but but I had something that I wanted to share because I don't know if you've ever seen uh, this scene. If you want, I don't yeah. know if we watch we things do. together. Yes, we can watch things. We love watching scenes. You have scenes. to send it. Yeah, I'll send it to you because one of my favorite moments after uh, Braithwaite Permit uh, was the scene with my husband after I shot Baz in the knee. So, I, he, was, he made a big fucking fuss about his knee for a long time after. Oh, that. but that was, that was great. It was a permanent injury. He never yeah, got over was. that. Nope. Um, so, Braithwaite—it happened very quickly. Braithwaite—they found Braithwaite's body. Uh, McGregor brought Effie. Told her we buried him. Uh, her immediate emotional response was anger. So she knew that the last people that he was with was Jack Kettleman, Baz, and they were going to do a bank job. Um, so her immediate response was anger. She's going to the ranch and she's going to shoot somebody. She was going to shoot Baz in the knee and make him hurt. She didn't want to kill him. She just wanted to hurt him really bad. Right. And... Me in that moment was hoping that Oglethorpe or Jack Kettleman, whoever was there, was gonna shoot Effie, and I was actually gonna perma her at that moment because I was so I was sad. <laughs> That's how sad I was. But then, um, the next it was a, it was a couple days later. So this scene is Baz, 
uh, taking a necklace that Nelson had give, given Jack Kettleman uh, as payment for helping her organize uh, Braithwaite's death. And Baz fought really hard to get this necklace from Jack to give to Effie because he thought Effie should have it, not Jack. So, you know, this is this is it. We can watch it now. Oh, can I hit play now? Okay. Yeah, you can hit play Sorry. now. <laughs> God, that's not the time, dude. <laughs> Off your boots. Yeah. Please. Um. Hey, uh. Can we do what? I, I should probably start. You want to sit down? Great. 
I suppose that's my fault. Yeah, it's all right. Um. Like I said, I'll start. I'm sorry that it came to the ranch the way I did. I'm sorry for shooting you. Um. You're right, that's not me. When he died, um, a little piece of me died as well. But I've had a time to think about it. And um, I spent a lot of time talking to Emmett. I spent a lot of time with him and I can't justify all the things that he did I can't justify the shootings and the stabbings and but I could understand why he did the things that he did and I spent a lot of time talking to him about those things and those feelings of anger and those outbursts and I spent a lot of time trying to prevent him doing it in the future and I gave him a gift I gave him a knife not too long ago after he stabbed Jack and the knife was etched with Angry people aren't always wise. And in one single day, as soon as I buried him, I went and acted out of anger and I shot you. And I'm sorry. And I want you to know and Emmett always told me everything. He always told me about the jobs that he was going to be on and who he was going to be with. And I know there was plenty of reason for a lot of people to want to hurt him. And I am angry. But I can understand those feelings just like I understood his and I knew something was wrong that day I asked him just before he left if we could just go to Mexico and just just run away and he said Effie this is our home and we have to stay here. And I have faith that this is going to go well. 
but it didn't. I don't know who killed Emmett. Of course I care and of course I'm angry, but I'm not looking for revenge and I... It's just me. It's just me here. This... I kicked out Tommy. Well, Emmett kicked out Tommy. He kicked out Mama, Eugene. I don't want Speedy here. I just want to live. I have my security. And I have my gardener. And I have Emmett's horse. And I just want to... I just want to live in peace. And before you say what you were going to say, do you remember when, um, do you remember when Deputy Hart was burnt? Yeah. That, fe that fella burnt his face. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of books in this place, and I made him a special cream for his face, and I was thinking about it, and I read a few books, and I, I made something for you. And I ordered something special for the pain. One of these things is it's it's an oil to put on your knee. And another one's another oil that you take. I, I left you some instructions and things like that. There's not much that I can say, but... <clears throat> Get up here. <clears throat> um... I know that you're grieving and nothing I can say is going to make that any better, but, um, belong to uh, Emmett's grandmother I believe and uh, I know that he wanted you to have it Sorry for your loss. 
And um, the last time I saw him, he uh, he told me how much he loved you, and how much you meant, and how you know how to do all the right things, and how you get it, and you got the manner, and you understood it. I'm sure he wants you to continue looking it after for him and for you. And uh, as heated as things got between me and him, the amount of times I might have lied to him and him to me. And we looked eye to eye and he told me that he adored you. I knew that he spoke the truth. Thank you for this. Yeah. Um. I, I want you to know, since we're being real honest with each other, I know where this necklace came from. Emmett told me. He told me he gave this necklace to Nelson. I'm not angry. I mean, I am. But I want you to know something. Emmett wasn't a monster. And he kept no secrets from me. But I want you to know that he never did anything without a reason. That woman broke him in every way that a woman can break a man. And I was fixing him. I'm not... I don't want revenge. Thank you for bringing this to me. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, before I leave, I'd like to uh, pay my respects, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. Don't you can pause it there. I think he just says a lot of nice things about um, Smokey after that. About Smokey? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was going to ask you... Um, it made me sad watching it again because I made myself sad and then I missed Baz. 
God damn it. Miss Baz. I don't miss that piece of shit. <laughs> I miss Baz. I miss Baz. He was too powerful. He was. Too powerful. There I was a the character back. Yeah, this, this, that was a really, really lovely scene, though. It was. Yeah. I think that, um, um I know, so the necklace was, did he steal it from her? No, so, no. So Emmett had given that necklace to Nelson when they were married as a gift. Right. Uh, when Jack Kettleman was doing all those, the collecting all the diamonds and they were doing the diamond thing, he ran into Nelson. Nelson gave him that necklace. Uh, as like a payment for Jack and Baz to help her uh, get Braithwaite alone so she could kill him. So she had it. And uh, then Baz got it from Jack and then gave it to Effie because he thought that Effie should have the necklace instead of Jack having it as just to have his stockpile of uh, diamonds. Yeah. But okay. it, that's just one of my favorite scenes with the, when that whole thing happened. And even looking back, I haven't watched that in a long time, but even looking back at that now, Effie has obviously changed a whole lot because she killed, she did, she did kill Nelson, um, which I wasn't going to do. Um, and I wouldn't have done <laughs> had, um, I hate to tell you this, McGregor, but I did pay $3,000 to get O'Malley beaten up and his eye taken out. Oh, I mean, I pretty much figured, uh, figured that OOC out already, but... Um, it was completely, um, O'Malley's decision, like, the guy who plays O'Malley, it was completely his decision to lose an eye. But if he had, uh, decided to lose an eye, mm -hmm. um, I would have never killed Nelson. That was more of a symbolic thing. I wanted Nelson to look at O'Malley and see every day that missing eye, that eye patch. She would see it every single day and know that she hurt Effie. And this is a permanent reminder every day on how she did that. I would have never killed Nelson if he would have lost an eye. Wait, he didn't lose an eye? No, he didn't. Oh, okay, he just got, got shaved and beaten up. Got so... I would have never, ever, <laughs> I would have never, ever killed Nelson. I, I wasn't planning on it, but it was tormenting Effie. She was in town. She was hanging out. She was like, Nelson was making friends. She was putting on pageants and it was tormenting Effie. Like she was just like just down the hill at the manor. And Nelson was up in roads just having like making friends and doing all this stuff. And she was a murderer and Emmett was, when em, when everybody thought Emmett was a murderer, they shunned him. They treated him badly. But she came back to town. Everybody was glad that she was alive, obviously. Um, in Effie's eyes, they should have shunned her too. She's a murderer. You know what I mean? But they some people celebrated what she did, and that really pissed off Effie. It really did. Well, it fucking would. Like, why, you know, when... Obviously, she didn't. Uh, Nelson didn't deserve to get shot for you know um, wanting a divorce, but all this stuff built up. You know, murders, murdered, 
regardless of why it happens. And some people just get treated nice when they murdered people. Like, I, like Effie said today, I'm a murderer. You shouldn't look up to me. I'm a bad person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. I think that kind of dilemma is great. Also, on top of that, you know, it's really, really holding that guilt, I guess, or the, like, because killing somebody, that's a, it's a big fucking deal. It is. It, it is. It is a massive fucking deal. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of the time it gets underplayed a lot. Yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. If he thought about killing Nelson and not killing Nelson, like, I literally, out of character, in character, thought about it a lot. Yeah. Well, and when I finally did it, um, Effie didn't feel bad about it. She does not feel guilt. She does not feel bad. She actually felt a lot better <laughs> afterwards. Because she felt like she was trapped. Like, she, she was already in, like, solitude. But she felt trapped in that solitude. She didn't feel... Now she goes in and out of town. She does whatever. But when Nelson was running around uh, Rhodes and she... And then especially when she found out who Nelson was because she didn't know what she looked like for the longest time. Uh, when she... She just felt like, I can't... I'm stuck here. I can't go into town because all these people are telling me I can't hurt this woman. But I'm supposed to look at her just walking past me and not do anything. So for a long time, she felt really trapped in, like, her grief and all that. And I think uh, killing Nelson, which Tassar is great for letting me do that. Um, but it really made her feel a lot better, which is an awful thing. It really shouldn't. She should feel guilty, but she doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh... It, I I really like that she really thought about it before she went ahead and and did it, and the fact that she's more than aware of the fact that she's now killed someone and is yeah. technically a murderer, and yeah. has has that and is like it's not a it's not something to be played off or like forgotten about. And she like, just says it, yeah. Like people just ask her like she doesn't go around and first thing i killed three people no but yeah. if they ask her you've been to Cisco? yeah i've murdered somebody yeah you don't if you don't like that if that makes you uncomfortable walk away now because i'm a murderer i tortured somebody i shot some guy's kneecaps off i don't oh, know yeah. when i don't know when kneecaps became a thing with me but i've shot off <laughs> three of them and um yeah, I don't know. Miasma, that whole miasma thing. I think that guy's leg fell off at one point. Oh my god. Because <laughs> I drug him to town, too. Yeah. From the manor to Rhodes. I, I, I just, I really, really have a lot of respect for, you know, really having, like, the weight and value of somebody's life and using it and not having it be something that is like oh yeah i've killed someone and be, be like super like faux, faux pas is that the right word i'm looking for i don't know um you know it's uh, like even with my character georgie who'd never killed anybody before 
mm-hmm. when she killed someone um i wanted it to have like real substantial weight behind it um because it's 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 a human life you know you once you step over that threshold it's a big fucking deal and you can't go you can't go back from that and even if they're a bad person, uh, someone somewhere at some point in time loved this person. Exactly. Yeah. And now you've killed them. Yeah. Mm. So it's a it's a heavy thing. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's something that people should take more into consideration is that that kind of thing, just in general. Yeah. Like valuing life like really valuing it and being like this character is a is a is a person like they exist once they die that's it if i take their life away then that's my responsibility it's a big it's a big deal i think that kind of thing should definitely weigh more on characters those kinds of consequences should weigh more on characters so i really like that with effie she's like i did it I felt good about it, but I did definitely take a, a, a human life, you know, but she understands the weight and the value behind what she's saying. It's not yeah. a, it's not an offhand comment. And people what, congratulating her. Oh, I'm proud of you. I'm like, don't be, do not. I, I tell people, do not be proud of me. I hmm. killed somebody. Hmm. I, in my mind, she deserved it, but I, I killed somebody. You shouldn't be celebrating this. I tell people that all Whenever they say that in RP, mm-hmm. and uh, Effie will, in a conversation, she will say that. Like, if it comes up, she will say it. But that's just, one, she's very matter-of-fact, say whatever, you know, I want you to, this is who I am. Number two, I, I'm trying to make her lose her mind a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, Eve, like, it is very strange to me, the amount of people who congratulate people on killing someone yeah. i i when georgie killed curtis cunningham despite everything that happened georgie was fucked up about it because she was like yeah. i've never i've never killed anyone before and now i am literally no better than a, a murderer i am a murderer now and that is something that i have to live with for the rest of my life mm-hmm. but the mm-hmm. amount of people who literally congratulated her and were like you did so good you did the right thing you did you know this kind of thing yeah almost through a party and georgie was like i don't like that like i don't i, I don't through a party yeah fucking bez was coming up to her being like i'm proud of you you did a good thing you did the best that you made a good choice george is just like no i didn't i that i've literally <laughs> taken a man's life that's not a good thing uh. <laughs> no it's it's never a good thing and uh, i don't know it's just it's it's a very heavy thing even with miasma uh effie and he was fucked up we fucked him up but Effie tried her best. <laughs> we be- fucked him up. We did. We fucked him up. But Effie tried to save his life. Uh, he later died of his injuries. But uh, I blame the Maybe deputies. Maybe dragging him into town might have... You know why Effie did that? You know why she did that? Because he told... No. Oh. He told her that one time he took a man drug him into the woods and let the wolves eat him i'm like okay well then we're going for a ride let's go to roads 
and find the deputies. I was gonna <laughs> hand them in, but it's big. He There's wanted the pieces <laughs> of this man you're looking for. <laughs> what the fuck? He's played by um, uh, the guy who played um, Victor Scales. And mm. for a long time, we thought I didn't want it because you know how some people's voice sounds so similar and you don't want to call him out like on a different character. Victor? Are you? And he's like, no. <laughs> so it's like, are you doing a different? Are you in disguise or are you doing a totally different character? We didn't want to be rude. So for a long time, we thought it was Victor Scales. And we were, like, investigating Victor Scales for being Miasma. And then, you mm -hmm. know, Miasma died. And then Victor Scales was still around. So it's like, okay. But he wanted the perma. He he knew what he was doing. He was torturing people all over uh, Saints Crossing. And he wanted the perma. Mm -hmm. So and he got it. The deputies ensured that. They took an hour to get to him. <laughs> they took an hour there was to get a, it to was, him? It was a busy night. It usually Stop is. Stop blaming the, the law. I had he died on the doorstep. I had him there. And Deputy <laughs> Lightning didn't do anything. Who's Deputy Lightning? No, he the just NPC sat there and watched him bleed about. He, he sat there and watched him bleed out. Well, Deputy well, Lightning didn't give a fuck. He didn't Deputy care. Lightning's kind of a dick. He is. He will shoot you if you pull your gun out in town. <laughs> Yes. No, uh, no talking, he... just... Hmm. Gun. Sometimes the guards at the manor, they change the rules on me every day. <laughs> you get on your own horse, they shoot you. I led Max, like, you know how you can lead your horse? I like to do that with Effie, lead Max around the property, take a walk. Mm -hmm. I, I I, started leading him, and they shot me down. <laughs> that if you get, If you get on somebody else's horse, they'll shoot you. If I come in a little too hot and Max just is, he's super fast and it's hard to stop. He goes right up onto the porch. N not acceptable. They'll shoot me down. It, uh, it's it's crazy. I've never been shot by the guards there. I've never, I have. never happened. Well, for the longest time, I, I hadn't either. But the first time was when I led Max. I wasn't doing anything. I just lead horse. And then as soon as I started walking, they're like, you're gonna regret this, and they just shot me down. And I'm like, what the fuck? I, I live here. I've had so many instances with NPCs just attacking me for no reason. I rode once by an NPC in Blackwater when I was heading in. Wasn't close to him. Wasn't anywhere near him. And I heard him yell, but I was like, eh, whatever. And I went into the bank and no. i stepped outside and he literally was standing outside with a shotgun and he domed me and killed me <laughs> what the no. so i was like okay oh. I'm, all right okay. that sucks oh yeah actually do you, <laughs> you might like this tech girl do you want to hear my uh my first memory of my first ever memory of a smoky interaction sure okay so he was playing a character called Skinner mm -hmm. and my character was undercover at the time and uh, for something else and uh, he, he came he, he was trying to 
sign somebody up for some kind of deal, like music deal, and they were treating the person really poorly and, uh, you know, like just being like really abusive towards them. And my character was like, hey, don't do that. Like, let's go, like, let's talk this out. Let's go deal with this. He was like, he was like, don't talk to me. Don't talk to my client. And uh, my character, because she can't let things go, was like, no, we we really need to have this chat. And he was like, okay. So we went to the bar and he handed my character a drink and was like, does that taste good? And they were like, yeah, sure. And then literally he pulled out a, <laughs> he pulled out a pistol, <laughs> a pistol whipped her across the head and then shot her and was like, don't get in the way of my affairs. And then walked out <laughs> in the middle of fucking black water. It doesn't surprise me. And I was like, okay, all right. One of my favorite things that he would do is Emmett. He would, once in a while, he'd take me to a spot and he'd be like, because he used to be a deputy, he said, I read a file when I was a deputy about this particular spot. There was this man called Dennis Skinner. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I never, he was, he was around before I was a deputy but I, I read in this file that in this particular spot, there's a, a shack on the property in Braithwaite Manor that you used to be able to go into, but you can't now. He said, I heard that Skinner took a man in there, uh, which I think was one of Panda's characters. Uh, took him in here, broke both of his arms, broke both of his legs, and just sat there with him while this guy writhed in pain and just sat there in silence and just sat there and watched him and i was like that's fucked up why didn't you ever tell me this and he's like oh it was before you know i said is this person still around he's like no i don't think so and there was another time we were in saint denis and he stopped and he looked up and he's like you know that dennis dennis skinner guy i told you about (laughs) like yeah i remember he pushed a guy off of this water tower once i'm like oh really He's like, yeah, I read about it. I'm like, okay. Fucking it was hell. fun. He is, <laughs> he is such a gremlin. I appreciate it so much. I remember after he shot, there was a meeting that was happening between him and Riggs at the ranch. Mm-hmm. Literally standing nearby. From what we knew, we were like, oh yeah, they're fine. They're just having a chat. Like everything's okay. It's just he literally left him alone with her. Yeah, and then he fucking unleashed like a full clip of rounds into her and my character was like yo what the fuck and like ran over and then just deadpan was just oops it's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking psychopath i love it so <laughs> are all of his characters that fucking wild uh he plays mr murphy which is pretty tame yeah but he's the I one mean, that he seems he's the like one... a murderer though. he's 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 the one that gave Effie handcuffs and dynamite in a Lancaster. So strange. <laughs> a good starter pack. Weird thing. <laughs> and then um, there was this one time because I've I've made it um, my mission. If I hear a smoky character, it's a new character. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt because everybody automatically just assumes that this guy's a murderer. Because he sounds like one. <laughs> so. I'm- I, I have made it. it. 
I've made so it my mission over to... to my camp and I'll tell your fortune. He doesn't like... talk like that. Give it a... Oh, I, come he, on. It's worse than that. <laughs> He's not. But I, I've made it my mission to like give him the benefit of the doubt. And yeah. with, with Leroy, the clown, he was uh, talking to Lucille and I came upon their conversation out of character. I hear it in I hear it in Smokey's voice. I know what he's gonna do. He's gonna do something fucked up, and I hear it in Lucille's voice that she is scared. But mm -hmm. but Effie just had a good conversation, a whole good day with Jimbo. We spent the entire day together selling tickets for the freak show, and I was like, I trust. And we went to a bachelorette party together. I trust this clown <laughs> with <laughs> Lucille's life. So mm. I was like. Okay, I'll let you have your because he's like, I'm if it's okay, I'd like to have a conversation with Lucy. I'm like, oh, it's a private conversation, no big deal, no, no worries. worries. I'm leaving, you know, I'll see you back at the manor. Guilty. Uh, I just left, fine. I left and he kidnapped. I knew exactly what he was gonna do. He kidnapped Lucille, <laughs> took her to a undisclosed location, and told her that, uh, he was going to use her as leverage because he wanted Kriya to apologize for something that she had said that offended him. So he came back to the manor and he said, uh, he was in his clown getup. He said, we're going to play a game. And I'm like, oh, I love this clown. I love Leroy. What game are we playing? He's like, I need you to tie up Kriya. And Effie jumped up. She's like, yes, gets the rope, ties up Kriya, puts it on the back of Leroy's horse. And he's like, okay, the game will start. As soon as um, I leave, and I'm like, this is awesome. And he just rides off with Kriya. <laughs> and everybody's just okay with it. Everybody's, Everybody's like, yeah, this just... is fine. And, and then we waited around for like 15 minutes, and we're like, when is the game going to start? We're starting to get a little bit concerned. <laughs> and then Lucille and Kriya come back, and they're just pissed. They're pissed. What They're do like, you I didn't mean? Know. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm like, I didn't know. It's Leroy. I love that guy. Oh. And then, How was I supposed to know? And then when um, uh, Effie was in Sisica, she sent a strongly worded uh, letter to Leroy. <laughs> but then at the end of it, she's like, if you'd love to come to the manor and have a nice conversation, that would be lovely. And I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. <laughs> and Lucille's like, you told the man that kidnapped me that you hope he has a Merry Christmas. I'm like, well, I didn't want to seem uh, uncivilized and un is unhinged, and I'm here for it. I love it. If he is unhinged, and, and, I, I'm, and I love Lucille it so much. Lucille just takes it. She's like, and she just rolls okay. over. And Lucille's alone, along for the ride, man. <laughs> Oh, she wants yeah. to know what happens. Um, if I could have one second, my headphones are gonna die, and I need to use the restroom. Okay. So, please, please go. I don't know, talk at B. Something. B, I can say hear you. some, say something funny in your accent. Why is this the, the thing that we resort to now? Why, <laughs> what, what, what am I performing? Fucking. I can monkey? hear you now. I'm leaving. All right. What, what am I? Uh, am I just a performing monkey for you, providing entertainment and content? No, it's not your for podcast. me. For the for the chat. Hi, chat. 
I hope you guys are doing well and having a nice night. Let's get a quick dick and deck comparison. No, fuck you. We're not doing this again. We're not right, doing this again. You guys can check that on one of the last podcasts. You get an yes, we can. Podcast. You can see all of our podcasts in the past uh, in video on YouTube or in audio on Spotify. Hell right yeah. Fuck yeah. All there for you. Yeah, guys, come and. He's not come from and... Australia. Wait, who said I was from Australia? Nobody, but they said, say that's not a knife, which is from Crocodile. Oh, Hungry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Say that's Crikey. not a knife. This is a knife. I, I don't. I, here's the thing. I'm not up with the Australian memes and lingo. I've... Never seen. Well, Crocodile that's not true. Dundee. I. No. You've never seen Crocodile Dundee. No. You should watch. You should watch it. Okay. Well, I have no concept of what the fuck it is. You don't know what Crocodile Dundee is? It's ridiculous. Go watch it. I've oh. never seen it either. You haven't seen Crocodile it. Dundee? No. I only... Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I've only seen, like, Ghostbusters within the last year. How long I'm have just you been watching... in Australia? I am, yeah. How long? I've been here since 2019. Oh, wow. Not long. Not no. too long, but I can't you technically at leave time. at the moment. I got stranded here with COVID. You came and then COVID hit, and you're like, I guess I never leave. I yeah. guess I live here now. Hold on. My headphones are being... I mean, to be fair, there are worse places to live, and Australia yeah. right. is not that bad. You can go to New Zealand, I hear. Yeah, come to New Zealand. Still here, I promise. Right. Come and hang out. I need friends over here. Well, still, I need friends over here. You so... mean adjusting these? They keep turning off. Why? You okay? I think, that, I think she's having technical issues. Ain't he kind of okay. Aussie version of Chuck Norris? Just not all the kung fu stuff? Yeah. Uh, I think it's offensive that Dingo ate your baby comment because that lady actually lost her baby to a dingo. And it was very sad. Did she actually? I've heard a conspiracy. Yeah, well, I watched, I've I watched heard a conspiracy the, theory that it didn't actually happen. Well, we watched the sixty minutes on it. On oh. no, yeah, there was um. So people thought she was lying, and that they like actually like killed their kid or something, and then tried to hide it for yeah. the, for a long time. And then I think it, they found the bones at like a dingo den or whatever. They were like, "Oh shit, Jesus. they're telling the truth." <laughs> There was a 60 Minutes on it on TV. I watched it. Good God. Yeah, it's pretty some, fucked up, actually. I believe everything I see on TV. <laughs> Same. I'm everything. very... I'm very gullible. That's actually, that's actually very true. I'm exceptionally gullible. I wish I wasn't, but I, I'm the kind of person where I hear something the first time, and I'm like, that sounds right, even though it's... <laughs> no. Um, no. I should probably find... Mm -hmm. Since we're talking about Effie, I should probably find the clip of when she killed Nelson. Oh, yeah. Please do that. I'm going to go grab another up and go because I love myself and I deserve it. Okay, don't be yeah, gone for do. 30 minutes this time, co-host. Listen, you don't control me, all right? I'm telling you that right now. Okay, bye. And listen, I also want updates on what's happening on my street right now. I want to know what the hell is going on. Fuck. Okay. Fine. Taking this with me. What did she What'd take? She take? 
I don't know. I wasn't watching. Me neither. Um, I gotta find this clip. I know it's somewhere. What is this clip? I'm trying to find the For clip when. Oh, oh, there it is. Oh, he's on it. Yeah, that's the clip. I regret not recording more. I should record more. Thank you. This is oh, yeah, easy. I think I have seen this, but here we go. He told me that um, he regretted what he did to you every day. It kept him up at night and I was there. I didn't know what was wrong. He gave me this gun for my wedding day. Do you recognize it? <laughs> he always did have a sense of humor. He regretted what he did that day. I don't think I will. Get on a horse. Get on a horse and get out of here. Go. Go. There's love. He told me that, um... Shit! <laughs> That's crazy. And the important thing for me, because I discussed to Sara, I obviously got her permission out of character we discussed it a little bit it was very important to me that i use that particular gun because that gun is the same gun that braithwaite tried to kill her with the first time the very same one so i had to use the gun and he gave that gun to effie on her wedding day like wow. her, her wedding gift so i've had that gun's been on the server this whole time wow and I didn't know the law was right over the hill. <laughs> so I ran. I wanted Effie. Every time Effie does something wrong, I want her to get caught. I don't want to be one of those people that never gets caught for things. And um, mm -hmm. I wanted her to get caught. Uh, Pip and Lucille had made this alibi about uh, elephants, shooting elephants in Africa with Auntie Braithwaite, which would be a perfect alibi and I was okay with it, but then, um, like, the day I brought Effie back, because I, I took a break for a while, but the day I brought her back, uh, Emma, uh, cousin Emma Braithwaite, uh, showed up out of nowhere. She was like, I chased her down. I was like, who's that that matter? Who is this? And I chased her down, and it was Emma Braithwaite. And I was like, this is never going to work. I got all sketched out. I'm like, I can't maintain this alibi if you know auntie braithwaite emma and uncle show braithwaite are yeah they're, they're like, gonna show so. i can't mean i can't maintain it because i said she's i said oh i've been gone a while and i she's like oh where have you been because i'd never met this character i met auntie but i never met emma and she's like where have you been and i said well i've been in africa with auntie shooting elephants and she's like huh that's funny I've been with Auntie this entire time. I'm like, I can't, I got all sketched out. I'm like, Lucille, I can't do this. And then turned myself in and then I've spun it. I was like, well, because for a long time I was 
unhappy with Jack Kettleman coming around and Effie just being okay with it. So I've kind of spun it. I've spun, I, I turned myself in for Nelson as a slap in the face to Jack Kettleman who took the blame for me. Because I'm not going to sit here and thank and show gratitude to Jack Kettleman because he, he helped kill, kill Emmett. You know, in her eyes, I'm not going to sit there and show gratitude. Right. Or thank you for being my hero and taking the blame for me. No, Effie can take the blame for her own bullshit. She doesn't need Jack Kettleman. And I know that's not how Peppo um, was playing that, but that's what I'm going with with Effie because she doesn't want Jack around. Yeah. So now she's. Yeah, that makes sense. Allowed. Because she, she was allowing it because. Lucille was dating him, but then she spun that around and she basically told Lucille, you know what? I let you date this guy. I knew he was going to screw you over, but I let you do it. And now you've learned he's an asshole. He's a bastard and we don't like him. And we both agreed that day. Fuck that Kettleman. We spent all of his money. Sorry. As you well. Repeat that? What? <laughs> Fuck Jack Kettleman. We both agreed that day. Fuck Jack Kettleman. <laughs> yeah, that's what we did. But Effie, um, I don't know, she kind of used Lucille in that way. But she wanted her to learn on her own by experience. You know what I mean? I can tell Lucille not to do anything, and she won't do it. But uh, unless she doesn't and learns, uh, then she'll just keep repeating, you know, she'll repeat the mistake. Right. Her hatred for Jack may have prevented Effie from killing Massimo the other day. I don't the know first who Massimo time I'm is. Massimo is um he's newer to the server. He played on PRC and he came over to Wild RP. And the first time Effie met him, he was passed out. Well, he was downed by the guards and apparently he had been there for two hours before I found him. All of a sudden I heard like I seen somebody laying there and I'm like, is that one of the guards? At first I thought somebody was coming to kill Effie. Like they took out a guard and now they're coming up the stairs. So of course I do that thing with the knife and I run around and but it was just Massimo. <laughs> he was bleeding out on the front step. And then he fell asleep. He fell asleep at the manor on the couch and he was beaten and bruised and Effie came down with the knife. And she said, you know, the last person that broke into my house and did anything to that couch is dead now. <laughs> and he's like, oh. You mean took a poop on it? Or... He pooped on it, but yeah. But he slept on, Massimo Dugly. slept on my couch. Dugly, yeah. Oh, that was the first time Effie felt, he felt really guilty. She felt really guilty for Dugly. She really did. Mm -hmm. She has a. She does have a conscience. I uh, yeah, say. I believe she does, which is why. And McGregor does too, which is why he hasn't written her off. But. Yeah, that's. I think that's, that's going to be interesting. Soon. It, it will be interesting soon, especially since I'm going to take her in different places. Uh, my real plan for Effie. Um, and I'm very, very sorry to everybody. My real plan for Effie is to get her badly, badly hurt. And 
I don't know if I'll perma her or not. But I'm going to get her badly hurt. And it's going to cause a shift. A shift in her personality a little bit, I think. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm aiming for. I'm, I'm planting seeds. I'm talking shit to Riggs. I'm insulting her at every turn. I'm insulting the Greys and their wealth. I'm stabbing Peter Gray in the back. I'm literally the trying day. to make people pissed off. The day... <laughs> The day that Houston Gray dies is the day that you're like, I'm doing a charity because the Grays, <laughs> they're just having trouble financially. Yeah, I Gregor's didn't know like, that he oh, died. Oh, that's not a good idea right now, Alfie. Why? And then, oh, Houston's dead. <laughs> and there was a pause and I think I was like, I think I'll keep the poster up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you were. That is what you said. So I um I'm hoping that they get pissed off on that. Um, oh, you want me to roll some dice to perma Effie? I don't think so. I don't even have any dice. We should get some. They're really cheap. Um, Maybe. So oh B, you missed it. What did I miss? Just like the whole podcast. <laughs> Wow! No, it's fine. <laughs> no, we were talking about, um, we we're talking about Effie May's, uh, inevitable demise. Hmm. Oh, shit. Are you preparing for it? Um, I think more RP comes from keeping her alive right now, but I am aiming to get her badly hurt. Not averse to the idea of perma. Not ever. If it's a good, if it's a good moment, mm -hmm. I, I, I will. But I know, I know, I'll miss her so much, and the thought of somebody else living in the manor just out of character makes my stomach turn. Mm -hmm. At this point, you've been I have saved, so much money to pay for. I have it so now. much money. It is, it is one of those things where you get. I will say this: you don't want to reach a point where you become super duper attached to the character where you can't even get like get rid of them because that that sucks a lot of people do though <laughs> does, a lot of people do you, is that from experience because that's I, from I, my is, own personal experience i is georgie, character, oh, she's an old character isn't she georgie's been around for so long and she should have died like so long ago in mm. all honesty but i just kicked her around and it, here's the, i love she just georgie. rides through scenes and shouts titties yeah and she has a good time doing it. <laughs> you know, that's that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that I live for. But it's one of those things where now I I literally am like I want I want to kill her, and I I would like to believe that I would like if a good opportunity came up for a perma mm -hmm. that I would go through with it. But I have grown so fucking attached. To her now right. that i don't think i could i don't think i could I, i'm very attached yeah like uh, i love and effie loves tragedies mm. um and i love tragedies and i just think it would be so beautiful to have effie buried right next to emmett and it would be like on the next to that tree and people would be sad and um 
but I know deep in my heart that I would miss it. I would miss standing on the balcony at the manor and just doing nothing. And yeah. <laughs> I and, and I've often, saved up all. Like, how many hours oh. a day is are you just standing on the balcony there? Let me see how many hours I have in. How do I tell how many hours I have in Red Dead? I um, I don't know. I don't play it through Steam. Yeah. Um, but it, it should still say. Hold on. Uh, it should say the browser SDK source thing. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. One thousand one hundred and ninety-seven hours on record on record for source caring? SDK. Yeah, actually, I don't know how much mine is. I don't think mine's that much, but I will check. Which is impressive because I have three out three thousand hours in Rust, and I played that for many years oh my god all right let me see uh oh my god what i've told again? source uh, S so go to your profile in steam mm -hmm. and it should just say source sdk base and it should give you how many hours you have on record new profile 1,084. Not bad. See? Just yeah. as much. You're always on. I've been playing a lot lately. <laughs> I have 2,955. Nice. Yeah. We're almost 3,000 hours. There's yeah. Like addicts over here. Bitch, I've been around a long ass time. I don't want to hear it. Don't call me bitch, bitch. <laughs> bitch! Wow. I do it. Uh, yeah, I've just I've been around for a long ass time, so that those hours make sense, right? That for five M as well? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't I think it is, but I never really played I maybe fifty hours for me is five M. Yeah, I never really got into five M. Um it was, it was never really my thing. I did tell Lucille to just chuck Effie's body into the manor burn it down and then i was going to tell kono to just burn it down because there's a in the single player there's a burned down braithwaite manor i just <laughs> put that in there and just leave it <laughs> if i can't have it no Nobody one can, can. that'd be hilarious <laughs> even if they just did that for a little bit and then it got rebuilt yeah i love that just they did, burn it they did the uh burn down the entirety of valentine boarded it up right that was but that's not canon anymore right because they wait is that i don't canon? know y yeah but the whole city got burned the whole town got burned down yeah the whole town the whole town the, Lang, got burned down. the Lang gang did that right yeah yeah the entire town of valentine got burnt down so what did they how did they do that then um if i recall they boarded up like all of the buildings mm-hmm um and all of the buildings were like uh i think a couple of them had like smoke coming out of them um Does yeah Valentine yeah yeah get Valentine burnt down? Ordered up. yeah and the npcs were all removed there were like barrels and stuff like barricading you getting down the street and stuff oh shit that's um, pretty cool yeah uh so i would love i would love for the because like i said in the story mode braithwaite manor spoilers Whatever, it gets burned down if you in the story. Full campaign story by now, then 
I haven't. I have. Thanks, I haven't beat. I've, I'm 64 I percent in. I, 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 I Oh, you trying to finish it? I'm trying to finish it slowly. What uh, route are you going down? Are you going down the good or the evil route? Blah, 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 blah. I go to the good. Go the good route. Just Tell speak, him to come speak back. Your truth. I don't uh, want to finish it because I don't want to. I don't want. Let me know when I oh, come yeah. back. I know what's gonna happen. I know what's happening, and I, I don't want to end yeah, it. Um, tell him he can come back, and so he we can, can ruin back. it for him. Yeah. So anyway, there was this massive. Uh... <laughs> Fuck off. No, I yeah, I literally, I've put I put so many hours into that campaign, and um had. I, I I've made many many stipulations about my feelings towards Arthur Morgan. Um, yeah, you have. But I have. Stop. No. Um, and uh, you know, but it is such a good like it is one of my favorite campaigns in any game that I've ever played. It's a beautiful game. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I, and I love. Um, I play RDO sometimes. Um, but I just oh, like nice. the, the collecting, uh, the treasure and the fossils and cards and all I that love stuff. To collect this stuff and effie has been so lucky on the server literally i didn't know about collecting cards and putting decks together and then emmett told her that if you collect 52 cards you can put a, a deck together and there's this deck out there that's called the booby deck and so yeah. i started learning about all the different decks of the cards and I found out the Blackwater was the booby deck, so... Yeah, I, that's the one that's got the, the queen with the boobies out. Yeah, so I told him, I'm like, I'll get you that booby deck. Don't get you, you worry. And oh, yeah. I did. I got The first deck... I bought the booby deck from someone, and then the first deck I put together with 52 cards was Van Horn, and that was the rarest card, the rarest one ever. Yeah, isn't that the one that everybody was like, yeah, it's selling for like 100 thousand only four people well i don't know if that's the right number now but the, right. one of the um developers or whatever i don't know what to call them they told me only four people have had that deck and it was super rare and i gave it to emmett and then he died and now it's in his bank account and i will never have it <laughs> and i didn't even get to see it i don't even know what it looks like that's funny it, it hurts awful. my it hurts uh, my uh, soul. <laughs> the um, I know that I was uh, in character. Flood was telling me that like treasure hunters, I guess, can now mm -hmm. find full decks, so it's like destroyed the market. Oh, you've always you've always been able to find full decks. Oh, really? Okay, but some yeah, people that's... are just like farming treasure hunting these decks yeah, and they are. selling them for like fifty dollars or something. I, I sell them. Uh, Mr. Murphy was buying them from me, and then Flood, and also Leo. I've sold most of mine. I sold one to Benny. How's Will's? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was, no, I was just going to address the same question. Maverick is asking, how do Will's work on the server? And the answer is, there are no... Like, I mean, you can do Will's if you want, but... The staff is not going to go through people's bank accounts or their horses or anything like that. If somebody's dead, all that stuff gone just because they're, they're not going to make all that extra work for the staff and they can't make exceptions because if they do it for one person, then they got to do it for everybody. And it's just a lot of extra work. So if 
character dies, all that stuff is gone. Unless, unless it's on you, I think they can revive you, insert your body, and then take it off of you. Yeah, that that could probably work. Yeah, because you can, um, you can just do a trade. Yeah, and then um, I don't know when Braithwaite did his will. Obviously, he left Effie the manor, his horse. So what I had to do with the horse is I went to the stable. I bought the same horse and I made it look the same. Yeah. So. And R RP, that's Max, you know. And Max, can I just say, Max the horse has such a personality. A like, dick. as a, he just, he killed, he tried to kill Pip yesterday, or the day before yesterday. He killed a homewrecker. Obviously, he doesn't have to RP that homewrecker's dead, but Max just, like, took him out and murdered him. But Max has such a little personality as a horse. And I love it. I love that horse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that horse is great. But yeah, so you can't really... You can do things like that with the horse. Or you can say, like... You can put in your will to this person, I leave my belt. And then, you know, you can send them a DM with, like, a picture of your character's belt. And then they can go and make an outfit with the belt. You can do things like that. Um, or, like, with the horse, like, I leave you my horse. And then... You, but you have to go and buy the same horse and then make it look the same. Um, but yeah, there's no way really mechanically for you, for for people to transfer horses currently. Um, Yet, I'm sure they'll work on it soon. I, yeah, there's tons of things that they're adding, um, including like an inventory for clothing, so they could actually leave you their hat or their boots or their favorite shirt or whatever and like you could take it off their body or take it out of their closet or whatever and um and actually have that item um so the most exciting thing that i'm working on is the fish what? but it's uh, kono's working on crates right now he yes. showed a little uh, clips a little of that and you can put things in the crates and you carry them and you can put them on your horse or whatever. Um, so, but he's also fixing the fish because for a long time they've been um, heavier. So the fish weight is um, variable. So you can't carry as many fish, um, but they don't give you extra money for those fish. So... Right. It's it kind of sucks because you, you carry these fish, you don't get any extra money for the really happy ones. And I've been sitting here patiently waiting because <laughs> it's coming with that that crate patch that's coming up in the and the medicines and the mm -hmm. or not really medicines but the tonics what or whatever potions. Yeah, I'm excited for that because I as you saw in that clip we watched earlier, Effie kind of does that kind of thing. She learns about things that. Uh, go together and uh, makes different medicines or creams or whatever for different things. She tried to sell Carter a cream for his beard for $100. It didn't work. Mm. <laughs> but it was a very stressful time. I didn't get a chance to try to sell it again before he died. Yeah, so your cream killed him. Great. I didn't. I, what? Don't you do that. <laughs> don't, don't you dare. Don't you put that evil on me, okay? <laughs> I, I did not that. kill Carter. I love that term. Don't you put that evil on me. <laughs> I 
It's from Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I honestly, I love the idea of like being able to like mix up tinctures and stuff mm-hmm. um, in game. That I I was talking the other night uh, with a friend of mine about making like NPC quest givers and this NPC quest giver that I want to make that I'm like I am literally my character you're about to describe my character that I already have on the character select screen please tell me his name is the apothecary go ahead though oh no I (laughs) had an idea of having a uh, a literal like I don't know if you guys have been up in the mountains but there's that witch camp with the cauldron Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have been there. Perfect yeah. spot. Yeah. So I want to just have literally a woman who lives up there and I want her to be like a bit crazy and just make weird tinctures and shit and give them to people or go get like random fucking ingredients so that she can make shit and give it out to people. Mm-hmm. I also want her to like have like weird conspiracy theories and stuff but i just want her to live in the mountain i just i will literally sit there all day and wait for someone to show i, up. I love waiting oh that would be love, so good i love npc energy that's what i do with effie i love yeah to- i just want to sit in the fucking mountains and i just want to wait i just want to wait for people to come up and then i'm just going to head for, and i just want it to be word of mouth just people being yeah. like, there's this weird, crazy lady living in the mountains, and you can go up, and I will be there. I will literally sit my ass down. Do it, because it's so... I have the best RP just sitting at the manor. That's that yeah. is really good, yeah. Because then when somebody people, shows up, they're like, oh, shit. What? Yeah, this lady is just alone here, and she's this crazy widow yeah. that I've heard rumors that she cuts balls off, and uh, <laughs> she's just sitting here alone, all I need right, is a hundred cats. Let's hear the truth. I did not off. cut off that man. I did not. You, Lucille you had did. Lucille hold him down. No, Lucille threw a cleaver and on our all of our screens, uh, it cut him in the balls. Right in the dick. That's I, incredible. Right in I the dick. That. I did not. I don't. I did. Awful. I, I did that. not castrate anyone. I love that. But Shut there's another. There's another cool spot for that type of per- uh, that so type weird. of character. I love that. Uh, in in Saint Denis, uh, there's that um, greenhouse. There's a beautiful I, greenhouse oh, with flowers I love that everywhere. Yeah, I think yeah, that would yeah. be a perfect spot there. for that kind of RP. There was who was it? Somebody was um, speaking out about um, fucking <laughs> people's RP ideas. There was somebody who was saying that they wanted to make a hat thief, and I basically, have a hat thief. <laughs> yeah, who goes around making like stealing people's hats, but lives in that greenhouse and then uses bits and pieces from the hats that they steal to make the really fancy hats that are in that place. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then sells them off. I was like, that is a fucking genius idea. I love that. I, that is I fucking brilliant. Can't wait until we can take people's pants. pants I hope thieves? that's the thing. I want to be able to take people's shoes. I want to be pants pirates and roll I around. Steal... I want to steal. I want to steal people's shoes. You can be part of the boot bandits. 
Boot bandits, baby. They exist right Booty now. Bandits. The boot they bandits. The boot bandits exist. I, I I saw them in Sisiga today. Boot oh, bandits. Yeah, if you might have made a deal with them. Oh, you know. Did you like the new rules that they put out? They I don't. They don't. They don't apply to me. I'm a woman. What? <laughs> what are the rules? And which, oh, which? The new. The new times for for a murder and attempted murder. They upped them. Oh. Yeah, she had to spend oh. 300 days for attempted murder. Damn. Oh, that, yeah, it's new. Is that new? I don't know. I've never. That's more than murder. murder in the first degree of a peace officer used to be. It's almost twice as much. When did that change? Recently. Oh, uh, Verts thought it was weird. He's like, you got 300 hours or, or 300 minutes, 300 days for that. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't care. One crime. I didn't add anything to it. I was, I was like, I don't care. It. And then Lucille, Lucille, he's like, but you tried to save him. Did you say that? And I'm like, eh, I don't care. Did you, did you tell <laughs> him that it. McGregor was like, I can reduce the time. For and you I said, for no, yeah. I said, no. We wanted to go to Siska. You played right into our hands. Okay. <laughs> Lucia wanted to go see the Wallaby Kid, and that's how you get sent to Siska, uh, everyone. You don't demand it. You don't you just demand go, to go to Siska. You just go commit just a bad like, oh. crime and then say you well, don't no, want your okay. time reduced. Okay, listen. We didn't, we didn't commit the crime to go to Siska. We committed the crime and then discussed... Do you want to turn yourself in? She's like, I'm never going to get a visit legally. I'm like, do you want to turn yourself in? She's like, yes, but I don't want you to. And Effie's like, I just brutally stabbed someone in a badass way. Uh, you're not taking my credit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning this myself in This is my in crime, too. all right? Do you want to see that, by the way? Hell yeah, I do want to see that. I don't know if I do. That might be too I much do. I me. most definitely Is it do, different please. than what we said it was? Okay, no, it's thing. not. I stabbed okay. him in the back four to five times. Like, stabbed him in the chest 75 times. It's not meta. I, have, I wish Twiggy already... was my co-host. Honestly, Who's... same. I love that dog. This yeah. is my this is my pride and I should have. That's what I should have done. I should have set up cat cam for you guys. <sighs> yeah. Why yeah, didn't you? Little... I want viewers. I didn't, because I didn't think about it until just now. I could have got my little hairless. Oh my god! Gremlin. You have? The do you have a sphinx? Cat? Shut up! I have a sphinx. I do. <gasps> I'm I so a... fucking jealous. I really want a sphinx. I have a skin fint. Oh my god! I love skin that fin. so much. <laughs> there you go. We can watch it. Watch this it. is my this is my absolute child, the love of my life. This is this is Twig. Love that dog. Yeah, she's my precious little bane. Right. Hi, Dobby. All right, here we go. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> Where are you getting this shit? Y'all making up stories to tell each other. Maybe. But I, I did, I did promise him one thing. Let's hear it, chair. Let's hear. It. Let's get it. That's right. Let's get it. Only three times. Where are you getting this shit? Lucille's just Yo, like, uh. <laughs> and I just walked away from him. Okay, Effie getting covered in blood was something that I didn't expect to do things to me, but here I am. <laughs> oh. I 
She was covered in blood and she just walked away and she's like, bandage him up, put him on the horse. We're getting out of here. <laughs> okay, I want to be, I suddenly really want to be Iffy's friend. <laughs> I'm sort of, I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming to be Iffy's friend. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be like, I'm going to go murder someone. I'm going to be like, okay, I'm on board. <laughs> that's, <laughs> what Lucille, I, I, that's what Lucille was. I was like, listen, we have a, we have a code word. If I say gravy boats, get the gravy boats, Lucille. She points a gun at whoever we're talking to. Gravy boat. Yeah, it's a, it's um, it's a thing with uh my chat and um Emmett. We had I, th he would go on these tangents, and one of those tangents we had a running thing of these special gravy boats. You know, whenever company would come over, Emmett would say, "Effie, get the good gravy boats, bring them out," and you know. <laughs> So I always I kept that going, and just like the things with the hard candies, Effie would give Emmett hard candies every day, a little bag of hard candies. That's why she puts out a bowl of hard candies. I I really try to keep everything that was positive and affected Effie in her story. I try to keep mm -hmm. that. Like Emmett was so important to her, so she keeps all these little things, you know. And I if you go into that. If you go into her room, she's got all these notes from important people that she loves. I um, love that. I like. I I love when people put up notes and stuff that they get from people. I I try to keep the history. Like, I go and visit Emmett's grave every single day. Mm -hmm. I go to the special tree in Saint Denis. I don't do it as often, but I do go up there every once in a while and put up the carved heart with E plus E in the middle. It's Effie and Emmett. They used to sit at the tree. I try to do all these things that were important to Effie in her story. I'd try to keep all these things alive, things that Emmett would say, things that we would do, places we would go. I try to keep that because that's what that's her anchor and that's her trigger, really. Um if anybody talks about Emmett in a bad way, you know, in a good way, it it affects her. Yeah. So I try to keep that as her anchor. That's she always goes back and thinks of things when people i don't know what happened i think it happened when baz died uh, effie became this like criminal therapist all oh, these people like mills yeah. pip everybody doesn't know how to deal with grief so they all come to effie and at some point she just became this person where everybody comes for by advice i love that and then, being, uh, uh, being the, the therapist of the crossing is so much fun. I try to do that. Then Lucille comes. We're sitting there today. Total silence as we do. And Lucille's like, you know, I think you're the scariest person in the crossing. And I'm like, what the fuck, Lucille? Why would you say that? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, if he's got everybody's ear. She is intimidating, and I did watch clips of myself running, like, from another perspective. Because every time she... Because I know this... I know this is weird, but I know every single sound in that manner. And as soon as I hear something that isn't right, I run through the whole manner with her knife out. And I watched... I watched myself do that, because I did have uh, some intruders. I watched myself do that from an outside perspective, from Pip's perspective. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm terrifying. <laughs> she's got this black dress and the red hair and this knife, and she's just running as fast as she can, like looking room to room. 
it's fucking scary. Smokey called me Ghostface. He's like, she looks like Ghostface with that knife running in that black dress. She's a woman who knows her property, man. She's like, don't fucking touch with it. Don't mess with it. I have a whole plan. We have a whole plan in case, like, people roll up with six people in that manner. There's a choke point in the manner. It's stairs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the plan is, Effie goes to her spot. Lucille goes to her spot. McGregor and stays then, asleep. Uh, McGregor stays asleep. As soon as they come up the stairs and they, I hide behind this little wall. As soon as they come past me, they can't see me until they're right on top of me. And then I jump out, stab him in the neck. Lucille takes the next one. And then I jump over the balcony. After appropriately initiating uh, yes. player versus player combat. Yes, I will say, if you come up here, I one of you at you least. You come up here, I will stab you. Yeah, at least one You're of you gonna are going to go down. That's what I did with Marcus. Yeah. He said, I'm going to come up there and kill you, Effie. I said, okay. I said, I'm going to take at least one of you down with me. And yeah. I did. Then. Listen, it's always good to have tactics. You know, it's good. I do. I do have tactics. I have plans. I have. I'm hope. I think if we ever get sieged <laughs> mm -hmm. by six people, I can take me and Lucille can at least take out two before they take out us by Hell myself. Yeah. I can at least take out one, maybe two by myself. Right. <laughs> Hell yeah. When I so all female outlaw gang win. Um I thought about like for a second I thought about having like this widow gang with me and Riggs. But then I thought it would be much more interesting if for for Riggs if uh Effie was just unhappy with her. Mm. Because at the end of the day Riggs sat there and watched as they murdered Emmett, and I always try to keep that in mind because it really felt bad because Pip did as well, and I gave Pip hell for that. I'm like, I know you can't fix it, and I know, you know, there you you can never take that back, and you can't fix it, but you didn't. Pip wasn't a part of that; he just watched it, so it was a real struggle for Effie to forgive him for that, and she gave him. I want you to know. That she gave him hell for what he did to McGregor. She chased Pip around with a knife and cried and asked, What did you do? And she was upset. Aw. God damn. Uh, wow. I said, If you killed him, I will never forgive you. It was an emotional scene. That is very. Look at this loyalty. There's, uh. We love to see it. Oh, hello? You're not on your camera. You know that, right? Yeah, no. Okay. I'm aware. I was just, I was just shocked suddenly by the vision of my yellow chair. That's shocking. <sighs> yes. Oh my god, you're such a good <laughs> one. <laughs> do you know what I considered? Huh. Actually, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. Hold on. My dog is staring at me. Hold on. I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it. You know what? Because life's too short. Going? You will, you will see. All right. But it does. Being nauseous. Yeah, I'm getting awesome. I'll show you, okay? I'll show you. I'll show you, alright? You just wait. How long do you think we have to wait? I don't know. Change the music. An indefinite amount of time. 
just for those of you listening and not watching, absolutely nothing is happening. No. And this is uh, grade A content. I've literally just lost, we've literally just lost like 20% of our viewers. We're, we're watching a chair. We're watching a chair. I'm also concerned. You're concerned for her? I'm concerned for us and her. Oh, for what she's about to do? I don't know what she... The noises are getting louder. Uh-huh. Is she changing? <laughs> no! With the quickness you have put those headphones on, I would think it would be safe to assume that you've worn those with that outfit previously. Is that correct? Uh, yes. When was this? Uh, well, God, uh, it was a stream a long time ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was very excited because I don't celebrate Halloween, so I bought a Halloween costume. And I wanted to Why show you. Why don't you celebrate Halloween? They don't down here. It's weird. Yeah. Nobody no. celebrates Halloween. I mean, they're, they're no. trying to bless their hearts, but it's not the same because it's yeah. hot. It's not a thing. It's hot. Yeah. So it's hard to get into a costume. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It's yeah. not a thing. You see. And, the, so... and they call, they call pumpkins because they have pumpkins down here, but they're not, they're like Kent pumpkins. And they're, when you go to the store, you buy a pumpkin. It's just, we just call it a pumpkin. It's an orange pumpkin, you know, the yeah. classic uh, here, when you, they only sell those around Halloween, and they call them, they sell them as Halloween pumpkins. Okay. Yeah, no, it's not a thing. It's not a thing. Let's talk it's... about how weird New Zealand and Australia is a little more. Um, Why? Why would we do such a thing? I know. What, what do you mean? Australian for beer. BB. Beer. <laughs> there's a. There's a. BB. Yeah, there's a commercial that says VB. It's Australian for beer. Yeah. That's funny because over here slogan. it's Fosters. Fosters. Australian for beer. Oh, maybe that. Maybe I'm mixing the two. They don't drink Fosters. No, VB long neck, mate. That's the that's the beverage that you drink that tastes like motor oil. I don't drink beer. Victoria bitters. Some BB. people, some people uh, drink their beer out of a shoe. Shrimp on yeah, the barbie. A shoey. They call them prawns here. Prawns, prawns on a barbie. Yeah, they have a prawn. Mm -hmm. Prawns are delicious. They are delicious. They're, I mean, I they're love them. pretty much the they're same just thing, shrimp. right? Yeah. yeah, see, only true chads swallow long whites. See, he's onto it. He knows what's up. I, my first couple of visits here, I was bit... Well, my second visit... dirty. I or was bit whites. by a... Uh, I was bit by a redback spider. What is that? Holy fuck, you were bit by a redback? Yeah, it was a very small one. It was a baby. It's it Still, looks like it looks did like you go a to black, the hospital? It looks like a black widow. Yeah, I went to the doctor and I told her I brought in the spider. She's like, Yeah, that's a redback. She's like, Do you feel sick? I'm like, No, it just hurts really bad. She's like, Come back if you feel sick and I'm like Can you give me oh, something now? Oh, okay. She's like, I'm, I'll give you, if you want anti-venom, I'll give it to you, but I feel like it's going to make you more sick. 
Uh, if you're not feeling sick currently. I, oh, fuck yeah. I got bit. I actually have a little scar. I don't know if you can really see it. No, I'm not on camera at least. <laughs> I have a little tiny scar on my arm from where I got bit by a spider. And I didn't know because it didn't hurt or anything, but the skin swelled up and then I got like a little like uh, blood boil and I popped it and then I got a scar. But nothing else happened. Can you please wear that banana costume every podcast? I mean, if if the if the crowd demands it, then potentially yes. Banana. We're gonna have that yeah, chant but... every every Saturday. Yeah, banana. Banana. I, I I'm now looking. I don't have that many scars. I have that one and the one on my knee from when my friend's dog jumped up on me, and I was in a, my cool my cool phase where I used to wear jeans with holes in the knees. Yeah. And um, the I dog jumped up and it had, uh, yeah, the dog jumped up and scratched my knee and it cut it open and I was super drunk. And my friends were like, you should probably clean that out. And I was like, okay. And I grabbed a bottle of vodka and I just poured it on my leg. Um, Cause I was uh, awful, but I was also super drunk. So I didn't care. Um, and in my mind, I was like, this makes sense. So I've cleaned it now. But now I have like a really gnarly scar where it is on my kneecap. <laughs> Your knees are ruined. Ruined. I mean, I don't give a shit. It looks cool. I was. I remember being like super mad for a really long time in my life because I never had any scars. And there were so many people who I knew who had like really cool ones. And I was like, I, I, like, I want to... I was like, I want a cool scar. I don't have any. And then I got this one and I was like, that'll do. And then I got bit by the spider and I was like, I mean, kind of sucks, but okay. And then I had to have surgery and I got keyhole surgery. So nobody can really fucking see it anyway, but they're there. And now I'm like, yeah. Anyway, that was a fun story <laughs> tangent about all my scars. I hope you guys really enjoyed it while I sat here and talked to you all in a banana suit. We're reaching the end of the podcast, which no, is that's where okay. I start to slowly lose my mind. No, that's okay. You know? Um, can I just say that every time I'm RPing with any of you, any of you, um, I'm melting. I'm oh, dying of sweat and yeah. I'm just like miserable. Because we have, we have, we live in an older house that doesn't have air conditioning. We've been meaning to put it in, but we're yeah. both lazy. And uh, we have air conditioning in the bedroom for at nighttime because otherwise it would be unbearable. Be able to sleep, yeah. <laughs> but when I'm in here RPing, uh, I'm just, I was, when you, um, <clears throat> when McGregor said, I can't hang around with you, I'll get in trouble. I was sweating and I was crying. My whole oh. face was just like, I was crying and I was sweaty and I was like, this is awful. I had to go take a bath before I got on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, you made me cry. I the amount of times that I'm literally like, I have chronic under boob sweat. It's just awful. sitting yeah just sitting at my computer desk because the sun streams directly into my fucking room Can somebody and... clip chronic underboob sweat for me that is not the first time i've ever said that and it will not be the last there is <laughs> no wrong... it won't no there is you listen you don't understand <laughs> you don't it's like how you get sweaty balls but our balls are on our chest okay if my and balls it... were on my chest that'd be terrible I mean, I'm sure that's not the first time you've had balls on your chest, but I... <laughs> Got him. That's what... That's I think what... you're projecting a little bit there. Uh, you know, that would have been a good 
come back had it not been five seconds later. Well done. Actually, I think my pacing was perfect. <laughs> I question your pacing. I... How does it feel to be roasted by a banana? Anyway. <laughs> I, I had a response, but it was really inappropriate. So we will move on. My imagination just went wild. Anyway. Um... um I, the amount of times that I'm literally sitting here and I just have copious amounts of sweat, I get really sweaty in her thighs and I have tummy rolls. So literally my boobs like sit on top of my tummy rolls and it just coagulates in there. And it's not pretty. So hot. That is so hot. But you know, this is, we're all about honesty here. <laughs> you know? But it does, why, why not? She's single, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you love copious amounts of boob sweat? Do you love copious amounts of boob <laughs> sweat? No, we don't. We, should really, about their we life? really shouldn't go down that road because there's somebody that's like, oh my god, my dream girl. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dream girl. Banana right here, boys and girls. <laughs> right here. Don't worry, guys. There she is. There, here I am. <laughs> you learn so much from this podcast. Yeah, don't we all? You know, I'm gonna have to order dinner soon. Now I'm is so the time hungry. that we talk about food. But not not. Can we talk about breakfast? Oh, Why is dinner here in Australia? Oh, it's so sad. What do you mean? No, it's well actually no. Oh well, no. In, oh, well, my favorite I... thing that I miss, and I know I can make these. I know I can, but there was something so beautiful about going Get your to a diner. Got a shot. <laughs> Go into a diner. And getting a skillet with hash browns oh, yes. That's my favorite. and eggs and sausage and all these veggies. And you can't get that here. And all they have is like halloumi and bacon egg. Like, what What's do they halloumi? call it? Halloumi, halloumi. is the, the weird cheese that's good what? sometimes. Squeaky. It's squeaky cheese. I don't know. It's squeaky. squeaky it cheese. makes squeaky noises. Yeah. It does. And they put beetroot on everything. And uh, they have they a lot really? of bacon egg rolls. Yeah. We don't and even put beetroot on everything. We do everything. have it, though. pretty good, though. But I don't... And the not, bacon, no, I wouldn't put it on fucking everything. The bacon is awful. What do you mean? I don't oh, like yeah, your bacon. What about... What about... Back. What about Vegemite? I'll, I'll tolerate it. It's not something I seek out, but I will eat it. If what about it Marmite? Me. I've never had that. What is a thick shake? I need the. It's salt. a milkshake. It's, just it's a, milkshake, a milkshake, isn't it? It's just it a is, thick it is, milkshake. It is. Don't let her tell you. It's just a milkshake. It is a milkshake that has extra scoops of ice cream in it, so it's thick. It's just That's a thick just milkshake. A milkshake here. No, because if you have a milkshake here, if you say I want a milkshake, you're gonna get a watery. Yeah, what you're very describing is a McDonald's milkshake. That's a that's a milkshake there. No, okay. Yes. So you have a milkshake. It is. All my friends in the chat who are Kiwis can back me up on this. If you get a milkshake, okay, mm -hmm. it's more watery. It's not that exciting. It's it's just all around kind of milkshake. Okay? But you get a thick mm -hmm. shake, and it's got like extra scoops of ice cream in it, and it makes a it like chunky milkshake. and delicious. Yeah. And you that's eat all it. it is. And it's, it's all, amazing. All it, is. it is amazing. 
Yeah, but no, I agree with that. Shake. The thicker ones are better. <laughs> I'm not arguing that. Yeah, see, look, there's no such thing as just a milkshake here. You specify what kind. Yeah, you make it so complicated over here. You no, know, no! the first time I ordered, you know, I go to, because in America, you go to Dunkin' Donuts, you get an iced coffee or, you know, a blended coffee or whatever. I came here and I asked for an iced coffee and you know what I got? I got a cold coffee with scoops of ice cream in it. And I was like, it's way too early for ice cream. Why are they giving me oh, ice cream in my coffee? Time. You asked for so... iced coffee and they gave you ice cream in your coffee? Yes. It's are ice. you kidding that's me? The, that is that's the what dream. They do. Wait, wait, they wait, put wait. ice cream. Is that what an iced coffee is? I, it there? took me forever no. to learn how to order See, an iced coffee. So you get what do you ice, say? You get... You say, can I please get... An iced coffee, not blended. That's what you say. You say without without ice cream, without cream. Without ice cream, yeah. Yeah, it has to be without ice cream. Luckily, yeah. now they have a Starbucks. Uh, if I wanted to get, like, that blended coffee. But I don't know. It's so weird. Coffee's it was confusing very... anyways. Like, I can't imagine B coming over here and trying to order something. From long, our coffee stand. You could get a long black or a long white, which is coffee. Um, and a cappuccino is just a coffee. It's not a, a cappuccino in America is, um, I don't know how to explain it. It's got well, flavor, I mean, like, we so... get, okay, hold on. We get, like, I, for example, I don't drink straight coffee. Straight coffee to me tastes like poop. Okay. Not mm -hmm. a good time. I, however, do like, like, uh -huh. a mochaccino. That's delicious. Okay, like, half chocolate, half coffee. you like coffee. sugar in your coffee, is what you're saying? I'm a sugar fiend. Yeah, yeah. I like sugar, too. I, yeah. I like sweet coffee. I love sweet coffee, okay? So, I literally can't have coffee unless it's sugary. So, I don't have to worry, because I basically am like, hi, can I please just have a mochaccino? Everybody's like, cool, they know what the fuck that is. But I don't think I'll have issues ordering coffee in America. However, however, I have heard that apparently we're, we're too polite when we order things. Because we'll sit there and be like, hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm really good. Are you enjoying the weather? Yeah, I'm enjoying the weather. What would you like? Um, well, can I please get X, Y, Z? Oh, okay, would you like it with this? Uh, yeah, uh, that'd be very, very nice. Thank you so much. Okay, no worries. You're welcome. Here's your order number. Like, we have, like, a full conversation. Right, and in America, they're like, what would you like? I like number 17, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, okay. Yep. That's have a the... nice day. Yep. <laughs> and so go. I've heard that if you do that, they're, like, weirded out by you. They're like, don't do that. I'm if you ask them how their day is, I don't think it weirds them out. It's just very unusual. Yeah. They're Some like, don't do ask it. me that. Some people, some people hi, how are you? They're but like, they might think that you're hitting on them, especially if you're like a middle-aged man and you're asking a, a... Good thing I'm not a middle-aged man. <laughs> one thing one thing I will say, and it's the thing that I'm sad mostly about in Australia. There's no Mexican food. And don't, before you tell me, yes, there is, people in chat, don't sit here and tell me, yes, there is. Because... You think not... Mexican food is something that it's not, yeah. and it's sad. Um, <laughs> I order an enchilada at Gusman and Gomez, and they give me a burrito, and it hurts my soul. I'll eat it because it's still pretty good, but it's not an enchilada. 
and it hurt. I want some mole. I want some camarona. Yeah, I can't even talk because my mouth is watering. I want some spicy shrimp with some enchiladas. I want something. Wait, are you tank? Are you? Are you guys coming out for TwitchCon? Probably not. Maybe. No, probably not. Uh, and Burke says that all the time. Burt says uh, he my is. mom. No, he says he is all the time. My mom would kill me. She would murder is he me if we in went. The background right now. Yes, he is. He's he playing Dead by Daylight. I see. I see that he's live and he's playing Dead he's by streaming. Daylight. Streaming. Oh, okay, gotcha. My, my mom would kill me if I went to America to go to a TwitchCon. I haven't been able to visit America in two years. She would kill me. Go visit her in the summer and then come to TwitchCon. If it were that simple. Yeah, you can't just you can't just go and then Maybe you the know how long it takes. Do you know how long it takes to get to Australia? Do you have any idea? Do I know how long Eight. it takes to get to Australia? It was like twenty 18 hours. Eighteen hours to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very long flight for me to get to America too, and a lot of the time. Like, she's coming for TwitchCon, and I'm gonna feed you Mexican food. Oh, please, please! I will. Are you bailing? I don't know. Uh, I, oh, her. Yeah, B, Who, me. B said that she's B's. coming to TwitchCon. Okay, good. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's I'm going coming. to TwitchCon. Yeah, that's me. I probably to. will not. Oh yeah. No, I I'm thought good. I was getting fed Mexican food and I really got excited. Well, if you come Man, to TwitchCon, I will. Can you feed her Mexican food already? <laughs> I will if you come to TwitchCon. Yeah. I'm, I was saying when that I'm going to give B some because I want to see her reaction to it. It's so good. Um, when it's, is it? It's in October, I think. Yeah, October-ish, I think. Okay. Yeah, you can't. But I, I can't just that. come in the summer and then go back in the autumn. I can't. It, it's expensive, first of all. And second of all, it's such a long flight. I hate it. The last time I flew to Australia, I was in the middle of, like, over the Pacific Ocean, and I remember breaking down and crying and being like, I don't want to be on this plane anymore. I don't, I can't take it. How I don't want to do long? this. How long into it, was, it were you? I was 10 hours into it. I was like, I can't do it anymore. I want to, I don't want to be here. And he's Jump like, off the plane. versus like, um, you don't have a choice. Yeah. You have to see this through now. I just had a breakdown in the middle of the flight because I hated it so much. What were you guys just in like standard? I was economy? just bored. I was bored. I was tired because I couldn't sleep. I can't There's, sleep on the plane. I think if I did a flight that long, I would have to do like business class or at least, yeah, at least. class. Because, like, no, you do. Ooh. I'd pay, you the, do. I'd pay the extra money. Like, I can't. I'm sorry. But I, I just lost my mind. I'm like, I can't watch any more movies. I, the lady next to me keeps unplugging my phone. And it's, I was like, I can't. <laughs> I lost it. And Why I go the in the bathroom. That you sit next to always the fucking worst on the plane. Well, her leg, she wasn't meaning to be. But her leg just kept bumping my, because the plugs are down like by your legs. And her leg kept like bumping my phone charger and i was like i'm gonna lose it I'm gonna i don't lose know i always mind. sat next to very pleasant people on planes in fact one time i sat next to a guy on a plane and he and i ended up talking for the entire plane ride and then we ended up getting a drink and we ended up dating for like a few months well, sometimes weird well done sometimes. good for you I like, where do you like sitting on the plane? Because I like the aisle seat, because then you can I love the air, no, I, lo I like the window seat. I feel I like, like, I like staring out the window. Yeah, I feel like the aisle seat, you control when everybody gets up and sits down. 
Because once you get up and then everybody's like, oh, now I can I can go to the bathroom. I didn't want to ask before because I didn't want it to be weird. Oh, no. See, I <laughs> I sit on the window seat and then I just stare out the window and ignore everything that's happening uh, beyond me. I also like to stare out a window and imagine how long it will take for me to fall out the window and how long it would take for me to reach the bottom if I fell. Okay. I like to imagine if I... If, if they drop, if we crash right here and I survived, how would I get to the civilization from here? I'd have to hike 10 miles this direction. Would I be able to make it? I have come to the conclusion that if I were to survive mm -hmm. by myself in any kind of wildlife scenario, I'd be, I'd be dead within a day. I would, I would not survive. I think I would like a to day? believe. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd find some way to accidentally die. You'd fall off a. <laughs> I'd fall, fall off, off something, or or I'd, I'd, I'd lose a branch, and it, it somehow like you know, you know, like the squirrel effect from fucking Ice Age, you know, just causes like some sort of butterfly effect, and a massive tree ends up falling on me. Right. I don't know. I, I'm not gonna survive in a in a in a in a scenario sense. The only thing that I would be good for if I was to survive, and I was with a group of people. It's probably therapy, but literally, like people right, come to me talk about and I'd be like, let's <laughs> talk about our feelings. And then they'd be like, I'm really sick and tired like, of talking about our feelings. B, yeah, B, I'm going to tell you right now if we were in a survival situation and we were in a, yeah. the wilderness for at least two weeks and you tried to talk to me about my yeah. feelings after I've been mutilated by millions of mosquitoes and starving, yeah. I think I would You'd be strangle the first you to death. Yeah, I'd be like, shut the I, fuck no, a hundred percent. And here's the thing: is that I would then somehow get overwhelmed by the fact that I I've literally taken on board everybody's stress, and I would just Eat me. die. Eat me. I'm I'd first. die, and I'd be like, you know what? I'm self-sacrifice. I'm gonna get so stressed that I die, and you guys can eat my body. I give you permission. Just <laughs> you know, at least save one part of me to give to my family yeah, like maybe bones. a femur or like a foot bone or something i would i i'm at the point in my life where um if i get bit by one or two mosquitoes and we're sitting out by the pool i'm done i'm 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 going back inside i don't like this anymore i'm not enjoying myself well mosquitoes yeah. are <laughs> just the world's worst invention they suck we have they, mosquitoes here, literally but they're tiny they're so. not massive over here. They're, they're regular size they're, regu they're normal? Okay. They're just well, normal know, I figure everything is terrible no. in Australia. It's actually kind of a misconception. I hardly see spiders. I have never seen a snake. Sure, I you see them sometimes. You got bit by a, by a poisonous I spider. I did, but that, <laughs> that was very... It was very... Because I had left my... Uh, you have to be careful, of course. We live next to the bush. And uh, most people in Australia don't use dryers. We all hang our clothes outside. And I left my clothes outside overnight, and the spider got into my shirt. And when I put it on, it bit me. It was my own fault. Hmm. So you what have do you to do with careful. your shirts then? You smack them against the house, or? Well, I just you should shouldn't leave them out overnight. If you just leave them out during the day and they dry normally, they should be fine. Should be. But and anything could happen, I guess. I don't know. There's these really ugly ones that like to grow massively where I hang my clothes and I I have to battle them every summer. 
battle the spiders. Yeah, I mean, but they're not venomous ones. You know what I mean? People okay. they're just ugly. talk about the the huntsmen's. I've only seen a, like two huntsmen's. I've never really. I we had a funnel web in our pool one time, which was pretty scary. Those are the most deadly ones. The Sydney fun, funnel web, and it can live under the water for twenty four hours, um, which is terrifying. Um, so remember I, when you said it's really not that bad, and then you started describing it, all the deadly spiders you've seen. I say that, but I, I really haven't seen or encountered that much awful wildlife. I don't see kangaroos and koalas we're in sydney uh that stuff is very rare i never like i would say that um you know every once in a while you have a spider in your house right sure you know and well not and, and this it's, one but right in but, the past. but but in the past so it's it's like that and just once in a while it happens to be like a larger than normal one but i've never seen one like noteworthy like Oh my god, that's a fucking big spider. I've never seen anything like that. Not yet. And it's been... They're out there. They're de they definitely are. Uh, I just, in my experience, in the two years, three years I've been yeah. here, I've not that's, encountered see, anything super scary. Well, but you, mm, you've you said you encountered something super scary. Um, and I have once. seen zero, zero animals <laughs> that could kill me my entire life. 35 years. So that's the difference. You've been there three I mean, years and you just listed off like six things. Wh that where do you, you where do you live without I live in like Washington giving State. me specific a I specific I live, area? I live in I live in Washington State on the western side of the mountains, and it is fucking amazing because there there aren't really anything the only thing here that's poisonous, I think there's like black widows, but they're really, really rare. And then like, if you go into the mountains, there's rattlesnakes. But, again, I don't live in the mountains. Right. So, but what about... Uh, there's what about, bears, uh, I guess, and about, mountain lions. Well, oh, well, I guess. Mountain but lions. I've never what seen about ticks? One. For example, ticks are very common, and there's a type there of tick. I ticks here. I'd have to you look it think, up. I'm just... There's a lot of scary things in America. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. Come to New Zealand. We only have birds. And goats. And goats. Birds and goats. <laughs> I watched, yeah, I I watched go Gordon Ramsay shoot a goat on a show once. We, we, have, we have sheep. And cows. And birds. And the occasional <laughs> possum. Maybe a rat. Well, you have the uh, all the sea life as well. And some of that can be dangerous. We have sh sharks. I just don't go into the sea. That's how I fix that problem. Me, yeah, well, that's me and the way. ocean have an understanding. I it have killed me when I was eighteen, and I just never gone back. Yes, I have very serious thalassophobia and submechanophobia, so I'm good. That's, that's I don't have paper. that, but I'm just like, nah, not worth it. I have, I I've been in the ocean here, but mm -hmm. um. I don't know. I have that fear as well, especially because there's like a lot of things in the ocean that could kill me, like the little box jellyfish. I know they're probably not over here, but I think about that. So I've only jellyfish, been in yeah. the ocean up to my knees. But there's a video, like old home video. I wish I could find it. My mom is in the ocean in Florida 
and I'm chasing as the waves go out. I'm running up and I'm yelling out, "Mommy!" And then the 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 waves come back in and I'm running away. I thought my mom was going to get eaten by a shark. I was like 3. Okay. Oh, so I always have that traumatized uh, feeling there's a shark in there and it's going to eat me. I understand that completely. When I was a child, I used to think that a shark was going to swim up through my toilet and eat me. Oh. I oh, I also yeah. I also had a completely uh, irrational fear that if I got into a swimming pool by myself, that a shark was going to come up and kill me. I also huh? one time decided to brave the ocean and I went on a surfboard and I was freaking out the entire time thinking that I was going to die. And then I literally looked down to my right and saw a shadow. And so I literally, uh, I don't think I've ever moved so fast in my entire fucking life. And it wasn't until I got to the shore that I realized it was just the shadow of me sitting on the surfboard <laughs> on the sand below me. And I thought it was a shark. Okay. But I was like, I'm not risking it. I'm never going back in the ocean again. The only time... Oh, I went swimming with very rare New Zealand dolphins called Hector's dolphins, which are the smallest species of dolphins in the world and are extremely endangered. And you only really get to do it every so often because they are so rare and you're not supposed to interact with them. Once in a lifetime opportunity. I spent the entire time pretty much screaming and crying while like floating buoyantly in water in a wetsuit that was too small for me because I was terrified that a shark was going to kill me the entire time. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. I think sharks tend to stay away from dolphins as well. The, I think um... they're scared of them. The thing about in the toilet, though. Yeah. There's an X-Files episode where this man is like a snake man. Spoilers. And he climbs into a porter potty and waits there inside the, like, where people sit down. He, like, climbs in there. I think it's X-Files. And, and some dude sits down there and gets bit by him. And I, I've, I've never, okay. I've never pooped in a porta potty. I've heard a, a myth, <laughs> an urban myth. Never, not once. I listen. I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. There are many places in my life where I've taken a shit and I've not been proud. But I, I. <laughs> clip, clip okay. That, please. Clip that. Please, if you wanna, if please. you wanna hear a really bad poop story, I will tell you one. But okay. I. Let me change the music for this. But scary. most people are very weirded out by poop stories, so I try to stay, uh, stray away from them. But I do have a very good story about it, which I will tell eventually. But uh, <laughs> I heard an urban legend once. Oh my god! Okay, literally, as we're talking, a spider <laughs> just crawled down from my roof. Hello? Hello? She oh, dies, it's not going to respond. It's on screen right now. I'm... It, it's just a little it's just a little jumping spider it's fine but it literally just crawled down on a little strand from my roof anyway i have heard an urban legend that there was a man who had to be admi admitted to hospital because he went to use a bathroom out in the fucking wilderness somewhere i don't know where the fuck where and a snake literally jumped out and bit him on the penis i'm sure that's happened right Suck the poison out. <laughs> <laughs> Save joke? me! Save me! 
Is this a joke or are you? No, this is legit. This is not funny. This is serious. This is very, this is very serious. serious. Stop I joking have... about sucking okay. the poison out. Hold on. I, I would, you know what? We should spend an entire died. episode where I go through just the copious amounts of Darwin Award knowledge I have. Uh-huh. Because uh, there's, there's, there's some we'll bangers. We'll episode on your channel. There, there's some bangers, let me tell you. <laughs> like, bangers. I have heard some fucked up urban legends about deaths. Okay. Like, I heard one about people, you know what, we won't get into it. There used to be, stuff. there used to be a show on, um, in America called A Thousand Ways to Die. And it just listed all the fucked up ways people have died. I heard one about two people who were having sex on a mountain. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, what happened was they were, you know, committing coitus on, on, on this mountain. But it the was the middle of, of committing? Yeah, committing coitus, <laughs> the most egregious of sins. And they, they literally were doing it in the middle of a storm for some reason. And thunder struck them, lightning struck them, right? And it went through the top of his head and then exited out of her body, killing her. <laughs> but the heat of it was so intense that it melted the condom that they were using and he was literally fused inside of her. And he was stuck inside of this woman for a really long time after she had died. Basically, her brains had gone boop out of the top of her head. Um, yeah. And uh, apparently... And he was when alive? He it went, the he was alive, yeah. Went he was him alive. And he was like, I'm good. Yeah, it depends on My where it exits. Stuck. Yeah, but he literally woke up and apparently there was a bear not far from where he was, like eating what had like exploded out of the top of her head. And then eventually was he it the managed. Love of to... his life? Yeah, and then eventually he managed to call like help in an ambulance. And uh, they came and they had to remove him from inside of her. And apparently, uh, something had happened to his peepee because well, that's yeah. because that's where the point of contact was. And apparently, when they pulled it out, it looked like a cauliflower. <laughs> oh no! This has been another episode of <laughs> Zug and the Bug. <laughs> that's the end of episode ten. Uh Thank you guys so much <laughs> for coming by. I can see the uncomfortable. I'm so your uncomfortable. host, Orkish, and this is my co-host, <laughs> Bees Knees. You can catch her on <laughs> twitch.tv slash Bees Knees. You can catch me right here. You can catch our guest, Tank Girl, on twitch.tv slash Tank Girl. Tank Girl, is there anything mm -hmm. you'd like to say to everyone before we leave and Bee never speaks to me again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, please uh, give us your socials and anything that you may be working on that you want people yes. to be part of mm -hmm. in the future. Thank you. Oh, um, I have uh, a Twitter and Instagram. It's all over on my channel. Um, I just wanted to say thank you, guys, because I, I see a lot of love for Effie, and she is my favorite. She is my favorite character. I know I'm biased, but I love yeah, her so much. Pro iffy stream here. He answered the question already. I, her, her, her answer, I did. Eve was um, people. People saying, "Hey, by the way, uh, I've killed people. I've killed fifty men." <laughs> On our first meeting, it's uh, okay if you've yeah. killed fifty people. Just 
Just don't tell me about it the first time we met. Okay. Well, I have something that I have to share. And so I'm just going to throw this video up. And um, actually, B, I don't think you know about this. Uh, this I Ooh. just this is new. This is news. This is news. New and news. I'm using the podcast to to uh, show this off. Um, but I'm super super excited about it. I'm very it. dressed for the occasion. You're perfectly dressed for the occasion. Um, let me pull it up here. Really quickly before we go. Um. So Table Story is doing a new campaign starting on February 19th at 4 p.m. Eastern, and I am going to be in it. Shut oh. the fuck up! Yeah. Is Brad uh, DMing? No, PB's DMing, I think. Oh, that's that's good. That's good. Actually, I don't know who's DMing. Congrats! That's fucking excellent! But I, I can tell you that I'm in it. And uh, I can tell you that that's when it is, and that's all I can say. Hell yeah! That's exciting. Congratulations! Mm -hmm. That's very exciting. I'm we'll very have to watch to it. You know, I've been friends with Brad for years, and I didn't know he was on. I knew he was on the server, but I didn't know who he was until like a week ago. <laughs> he hasn't been on the server that long. No, and, uh, but I didn't know Tar was him. I just it, it didn't click with me, and I've known him for years now. <laughs> He's amazing. He is. Well, anyways, um, very excited about that. That's coming up soon. So you guys should uh, clear your calendars. And that's it. We're leaving. We're over our time now. Everybody okay, wait. Bye. Uh, thank girl. Thank Good you so bye. much for coming. Yeah, of course. Thank you for coming and hanging out. We appreciate you. We're a pro AP stream and you are a wonderful up here. Thank You're you. You're a wonderful time. banana. Thank you. Get your potassium intake. You're good for hangovers. <laughs>